morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you listen to this. I'm not telling you how to run your life. I am Sean Rabine. I am back again with KeenCast. Uh, David has been so gracious again to let me host two weeks in a row, because after last week's, it is very clear that Rockstar will be coming for me, and I will be uh, committed to an insane asylum uh, for probably two weeks. So for the next two weeks after this, you might not hear much from me, but don't worry, I will escape. But after today, maybe Epic might be coming after me, so keep an eye out on the news for that. All right, so I am joined today, of course, by David Lazota. How you doing, David? I'm doing well. Don't worry, Sean. We will protect you, so great, no worries. Great, great. Okay? Fantastic. All right. Human Shields. Love to hear it. That's right. Uh, Tim Ronan is also here with us today. Tim, how are things going for you on your end? Hello. Good. Everything's great. That's all I got. Awesome. <laughs> awesome to hear it. Awesome to hear it. All right, so before we get started with today's stories, and I did try to mix up the stories this week. Uh, last week, where there were some kind, most of them were pretty much bummers. This week, I tried to find some more uplifting stories, but they're all still very interesting. I hope. Uh, let's get started with our weeks. David, how did your week go? Ah, uh, kind of busy. I mean, uh, I well, a lot of stuff to do in like my personal life and a lot of work. But I did manage to watch some more Stranger Things. I, I Stranger Things, it's called. I did not finish it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still not done. But I want. I managed to do to watch a little more, and I managed to watch a little bit more of Dark. Are you familiar with that show? Uh, I've heard it described to me as German Stranger Things, which is. Definitely an intriguing way to put it. Is that yeah. kind of what it's like, German Stranger Things? Or yeah, it... I mean, okay. kind of. I, I like to describe it more as kind of a more adult Stranger Things uh, rather okay. than a German one. Because it, it isn't so much about the, the culture as it is, you know, about time travel, about okay. religious cults and stuff like that. Oh, and the thing that I like about it is that it's very, very dense. Mm-hmm. Like, you may feel compelled to take out a notebook and actually write about it. Like write like Ooh. jot down no yeah it's that dense and some people I may like yeah some people may be put off by that for sure because it is so confusing and it's so intricate but mm-hmm. other people who are who like to like piece things together who like solving puzzles they may get a kick out of it and like they the the great thing about the show is that it drops like little reveals like in hmm. between like you know every couple episodes so it kind of like. It really entices you to keep watching. So, well, it's, it's a good hear. show. Those good kind of show. shows are really fun to watch. Yeah, uh, especially if you can find like a online group to watch it with you, and you can mm-hmm. sort of like piece together conspiracy theories together. It's kind of harder to do with like a Netflix show, I guess, because all the episodes are out at once. Right. And you can't like you know we're all going to watch it on this day when it releases at this hour. Everyone watches at their own pace, so it's a little bit more difficult. But that sounds like an interesting show. Uh, I yeah. always enjoy. Uh, piecing things together and uh, getting invested in the show and time travel, yeah, is I'm, pretty interesting. That that was mostly it. I mean, but but like dark is already. I'm still I'm still thinking about dark because it's a lot of, you know, uh, it's, I, again it's very intricate and it it gets you thinking. So, you know, it, cool. it, it stays in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Tim, how was your week? What did you do? What did you watch? It was good. Uh, just a little, little work, 
I've still been playing Destiny a lot. It's been going through the motions of that. There's like um, there's like a special sort of event going on now called uh, the Solstice of the Solstice of Heroes, it's like a summer sort of event. So there's different. Okay, cool. Yeah, so there's like a special activity to do and different stuff to unlock. So I've just been going through that, grinding stuff out <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Yeah, I always enjoy those uh, sort of. Uh, seasonal holiday events in these live service games whether it's like World of Warcraft or Overwatch or even like Destiny um, I don't know if I ever got to do any of the seasonal events in Destiny I think I might have fallen off before any of them came out uh, but that's good to hear that like Destiny actually does these sort of seasonal things it's a great way to get people back interested in your game and keep them invested uh, I know Overwatch does them they're doing their summer event at the moment but I think this was like the first seasonal event that Overwatch is done where I'm just like nah I'm, I'm okay with this one not I'm, not, I'm okay with not doing this one mm. so mm-hmm. is the Sigma out yet what was it what's his name Sigmund the new hero oh, oh Sigma um, he's not out yet but he's on the public test server so people uh-huh. can play with him and see mm-hmm. how he plays he is a complicated tank yeah uh, he seems he seems like the community's reaction to it was kind of mixed I don't know mm-hmm. because some people were like oh you know well aside from like the gender politics and stuff like yeah. that they were they were like I guess like another tank and they they didn't want like another tank or well they the community always wants more tanks and healers because oh, there's okay there's more DPS than there are tanks and healers, and clearly Blizzard wants to do a two-two-two type of an even distribution on each team of each role. And the problem is, if there's more DPS than tanks and healers, then that kind of it's a little bit one-sided. Um, the problem gotcha. is that DPS heroes are just fun to they're fun to make, design, and play. So it's it's hard to be like. Right. Let's do a tank. But this is the first uh, villain tank they've made. Uh, He's part of Talon, which is their villainous counterpart to Overwatch. Um, But he's a weird tank. Uh, Mm. Reinhardt is probably the easiest tank to understand because he puts up a big shield, and he stands there with it, and it stops bullets from hitting your your teammates. Pretty straightforward. Sigma, he can throw a shield... And stop it at will. He has these. They're supposed to be like gravity orbs, but they look like uh, d20 dice, and he just throws those out. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. He's more of a uh, crowd control tank. He's all about like stopping people or slowing them down. So, uh, hmm. uh, he's he's an interesting one. Um, yeah. They released the designs for his his skins and stuff, and not really into his skins, um, but. He seems like a cool character in his concept, his story yeah. and everything. Uh, I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He like mad scientist, but mm-hmm. somehow they, they, they made it different than the other one. Moira, I think her name is, right? Moira, yeah. She's a unscrupulous physician, I think it is. Whereas yeah. Sigma, I think he was a good scientist, but after he started sticking his fingers in black holes, it kind of 
warped his brain and now town has sort of like well we're just going to use your body to do stuff and whether or not you're into it that's fine but yeah you're going along for the ride like or not. so <laughs> he's guy. got some conflict there right yeah uh, and so, my week, um, I didn't do as much as last week. Uh, I've still been chipping away at Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, I finally unlocked the last character in that game, and it was very difficult. Uh, most of the characters you unlock through the story mode, but there are four that you unlock through doing specific uh, trials, these little side mission things. And the one for this last character involved fighting six bosses in a row, with at least three of them up at all times. So it was very chaotic. The frame rate did not want to cooperate. Uh, but it's definitely a game I'll be chipping away at. Um, I want to take it slow because with Hyrule Warriors made by the same team, there was a huge amount of content. And I went through all of it in like one go. It took a lot of hours. And then they started releasing DLC, and it was just more content. I'm like, I'm burned out. I can't enjoy all this DLC because I'm just, mm. I, it's, I'm burned out. So I want to take this one a little bit slow because they are planning DLC, new maps, new characters. So, um, wow. Uh, I didn't play. Other than that, I didn't play any of the new games. I played a game called The Sexy Brutal Brutale. It's a um, sort of a puzzle murder mystery game where. You're trying to solve the murders of these party guests, and because you have time travel abilities, you can you're trying to prevent the murders as well. So you see how they die, and then you have to go about this mansion, figure out how can I orchestrate it so they do not wind up in that situation, or if they do, they don't wind up and get themselves killed. Um, and I did that for a stream, that was enjoyable. I also played the Goosebumps game that came out several years ago again another puzzle game play that just for a laugh and it was a lot of fun to laugh at that game it is ridiculous but it's it's a fun little puzzle game so if any parents out there are looking for a game for their kids a little puzzle game look at goosebumps it will be too hard for them but give it a try uh, plug your that, stream plug my your stream, stream. Uh, shoot, what is the name of my stream? I think it's Flea Gin, and it's again like Gingerbread, D-J-I-N-N. Um, yeah, Flea Gin. I don't stream very regularly. Uh, I've been streaming pretty much every night recently because I just had something to play, but I don't have a lot of viewers. Uh, but it's just something now I do will. for fun. Uh, you get a ton after this. So. Oh, I hope so. That'd be nice. Uh, but... Recently, I've been streaming around like midnight Eastern time. Uh, it's usually when I'm available to stream. So, if you're a night owl like me, come by Fleegen Twitch TV. Yeah. And as for watching, um, I f- uh, I kind of slowed down on Legion for a little bit. I have a couple episodes uh, ready to go, but I was uh, distracted by the boys. The show uh, Legion continues to be amazing. Um, they finally did the thing I won't say what it was but they, they did the thing that I've been waiting for them to do all series long they've, they've never did the thing but they finally did it and I was so happy uh, but it's an incredibly cool show mind bending like the dark um, or dark you have to pay attention to it there's a lot of stuff you can piece together um, it's a really cool show yeah. 
But as for the boys, I finished that. That's on Amazon Prime. It was eight episodes long for the first season. They are working on season two. They are. They said they were already working on it while season one was still hadn't come out yet. Uh, I would say, having read the comic and having watched the show, the show is better than the comic. And it's rare that the adaptation is better than the original, but this is a case where that's that's true. Um, Interesting. The characters are just. They have better motivations. They're more fleshed out. They're more interesting. Uh, whereas in the comics, the the superheroes that are somewhat the villains are more or less one note. They kind of have one purpose. Mm. They're just sexual deviant sociopaths who like killing people. That's just their whole thing. Right. But in the show, they're a little bit more nuanced than that. Uh, they have their sympathy for them. You know, despite the awful things every one of these heroes have done, there are moments where you're like, oh, I feel kind of bad for this person. And then you remember what they've done. It's like, oh, right, because this. So yeah. this is more comeuppance. But it's hard not to feel bad for someone when uh, REM's Everybody Hurts start playing. <laughs> they're kind of, you know, looking, reflecting on their life. Yeah. Uh, really great show. The comic was super gory to a comical level. Like, it was a dark comedy. This one has gore in it, but it's not played for laughs, usually. It's played right. for tension. It's a very tense show because you're always on your edge like, what thing could a superhero do in this moment to make things horrible for everybody? Mm, interesting. Um, you know, I, I like I like how they are Amazon or and whomever the other production company is. I like how they are capitalizing on, you know, I think that's one of the beauties of live action mm-hmm. shows and movies and stuff like that is that it you do see a, like a human being on screen so you can re- relate to them more. Whereas if you're just reading them or seeing them on a in a book, you know, um, yeah, it, or it, or like you know like in a, in a drawing, it may not it, there may be some degree of separation. Whereas like you know, TVs and movies, at least from my perspective, it, you can relate to whomever is on screen more. You know. It, so. It's definitely easier to relate to a living person than a right, uh, animation. Exactly. It's not impossible to relate to a animated character. I mean, Pixar, but of it's course, a lot harder yeah. to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But the uh, yeah, it's it's easier to relate to these characters because they're human. Yeah, and it it more so. Whereas the comic was just sort of parodying superheroes. It was like. Here's your Justice League team. Here's your X-Men team. Here's your 90s edgy cyborg-themed team. This one's just focused on the Seven, which is your Justice League team. And mm-hmm. it's less a parody about them and more a parody about superhero culture in general. Like, there are right. moments where they're they're showing the corporate office of Vought, the people who control the superheroes, where I'm like, I bet this conversation actually happened in a Marvel office with Disney. Wow. Yeah. I bet this conversation has happened. And it's an interesting dynamic for the show because these superheroes are basically products, but they're living people, so they're, they're like trying to fight against that kind of constraint. But yeah. very interesting, oftentimes funny, uh, very intense. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Hmm. It's very different from the comics. Other than maybe like three events and the character names, everything else is different. A lot of things are different from the comic book. 
That doesn't mean the comic is safe to read in terms of spoilers. Hmm. Some big things might still happen. The show is still going. But right. if you've read the comic and you're like, well, I don't need to see this show because I've already, I read the comic, give the show a shot. It's much different. So that's what I did. I watched The Boys, Legion, and I played a few games, mostly old games. I am thinking about getting that new Fire Emblem game. Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't originally because I haven't played any Fire Emblem games except the mobile title, which I oh. enjoyed, but I wasn't really into into it. And I was I was pretty much going to sit on this one, but then someone described Fire Emblem Three Houses as Shin Megami Sensei because it's pretty much plays like a Persona SMT game. And like, yeah, well, I like those I games. Mm-hmm. You know, I like those games so. Maybe I'll give this one a shot. And my friend purchased it recently, so I watched her play it, and we had a lot of fun, you know, kind of cracking up at it. Not because it's, it's so bad, it's good, but we just we riff on anything. Uh, so yeah, I might give that one a look, especially since I might be going away for two weeks. It's always nice to have a new game to play on the yeah. Switch when you're going away on a job like this. You know, there's some shows I've been sitting on just because I'm like, oh, I need something to watch while I'm at this thing. So yeah, right. I did that too. You just reserve it for a trip or whatever the case may yeah, be. Exactly. Yeah, I do it on my 3ds all the time. <laughs> well, I used to. I used to. Yeah, my my poor 3ds is on literally on life support. It's plugged yeah. into the wall, and it has like maybe 30 seconds of battery life if I unplug oh, it. Oh boy! So if I ever want to like check on like the Poke Bank or something, I have to leave it plugged in because it will die yeah. otherwise. Poor Damn. thing. So yeah, that was my week. Uh, uh, Tim, David, do you have anything else you want to add from your weeks? Mm, nothing, nothing here. <laughs> I'm not exciting. Yeah, me neither. Pretty boring. All right. Well, what's not boring is our news stories that we're going to talk about today. So, I have reorganized these stories, and they're not in chronological order like last time. They're more in order of positive, negative, positive, negative, in some sense. Just to sort of give you, you know, it's not straight negative all the way. So the first story is a negative one. Oh, isn't that <laughs> nice? Uh, Arc System Works releases Kill a Kill game, tells people not to stream the story mode. So pretty basic uh, thing that happened. Uh, Arc System Works, they've created the Kill a Kill game. They also created the Dragon Ball Z Fighters game. Or Dragon Ball Fighter Z game. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. Fighters, um, I think. It's just uh, okay. fighters. Yeah, yeah. It says, yay, Kill a Kill is out. But here's a friendly reminder to not stream or upload any story mode footage. You don't want to get on Suzuki's bad side, do you? And Suzuki is, I imagine, a character from the show. Um, this is an occurrence that doesn't happen often, but it has happened before. It happened with Persona 5, where a company, it seems to be generally always Japanese companies, I guess there's just a disconnect between Japanese culture and streaming, where they say, do not stream the story mode, we will take it down. So don't do it. Right. Uh, so, Tim, do you have any thoughts on Arc System Works doing this and companies in general dictating what you can and cannot stream from their game? I would guess I'd be interested to know why they want that. It feels like... I imagine... I know with, like, Persona 5, it was because they were worried about spoilers. Right. 
um, that was their main thing. But it's like Don't. people can still play it and post about it. So yeah, I mean, if if, if that really was the point of concern, I guess I would say not being spoiled would be up to the people who would be interested yeah, in yeah. playing it at some point. Just maybe not at the moment or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's probably not too hard to avoid spoilers with that. You just don't watch footage or engage with like communities yeah. doing with it. And and there are like uh, browser plugins uh, that literally are there to block spoilers. Like you type in a keyword and it will. Like for uh, Endgame, I typed in things like Marvel and Endgame and Thanos and that kind of stuff, Iron Man, Captain America, anyone relevant I thought to the movie. And from the week that I, as long as I had it up for like a week until I could see the movie, it would block out any of that stuff on uh, any website I went to. It would just put like a big censor bar and it would say like... Huh. This is censored because of the word Marvel. And you could click on it and see what was underneath it, just in case you wanted to uh, continue reading whatever it was. It does have a little bit tricky with the uh, pictures, but, you know, it's just a good way. Like, you're not going to get a tweet saying, Snape kills Captain America. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, Spoilers. God. I know, I'm sorry. But I think you're right. Uh, And when it comes to spoilers, it is up to the individual to help uh, avoid it. Uh, There is maybe some level of tact that maybe people can have in terms of not just screaming spoilers from the rooftops uh, and giving some heads up when they're going to talk about spoilers. Like, hey, I'm going to be talking about Kill a Kill spoilers, so look away if you don't want to see that. Uh, That's a nicety. But if you are avoiding spoilers, it is up to you to avoid spoilers. It's not someone else's responsibility to hide them from you. It's just Mm. nice to have happen. Uh, David, do you have any thoughts on uh, this situation? Um, so, I'm not going to point any fingers at anybody here. It's just my experience with Trigger has been it's it's been good. Don't get me wrong. I, I've I've interviewed, I believe, one of their creative directors, and I interviewed one of the voice actresses, one of the voice actresses that works frequently with Trigger. Uh, Mayumi Shintai and so I've she does Non Non uh, in in Kill a Kill I don't know if any any weebs listening to the podcast they know who I'm talking about Uh, so they themselves are not to reveal a lot about them but they are very careful about what they want to tell the public and they do want to control the message Mm mm-hmm uh, to you know, so to speak. So, in, in regards to this situation, I I believe it it, it is a lot. Arc System Works doesn't do this often, so I believe this does have to do a lot with Trigger and them just wanting to protect their IPs. They're they're very, yeah. they're very. I don't want to use the word stingy, but they're very protective of their IPs. Yeah, and, and they don't they don't true. like to have people promoting it. In a in a unscrupulous way or or what have you, mm-hmm. they they very much want to control the messaging. So, you know, I, I and I don't I don't we'll get to this topic later on in the show. But like, you know, I, I don't really want to. I, I get it. You know, it's their it's their work and they want to protect it as much as they can. That being said, 
is this in actuality are, are they going to be able to do anything about it i don't know because <laughs> you know streaming is almost <laughs> ubiquitous at this point everybody does it you know it, it, if you want to yeah. see spoilers of kill or kill the game you could see it you know in yeah. five seconds you know it, it's not like it, it's you know it, it's not like it's a hard thing to do nowadays you know the instant it released yeah. everything was out to the you know every every everything you want to oh, know yeah. about the game is there so uh yeah i mean like i yeah i, I get it I, I definitely get what trigger and what arc system works is talking about that being said in reality i don't know if it'll do anything they're just doing it like i the way i see it is arc system works just saying this on behalf of trigger keeping that relationship intact you know Mm-hmm. They just it's just a courtesy type of thing, you know. That's all. Yeah, I have to agree. This is probably triggers in because Arc System Works released Dragon Ball Fighter, and they didn't give this sort of warning. And Dragon Ball Fighter, it had its own story mode. It was unique to the game. I think it like it touched on a lot of stuff that happened in the series, but like it had that new character that uh, Android twenty three or something like that. Yeah, Android. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's new stuff in there, but they didn't, like, say ahead of time, hey, don't stream the story mode or anything like that. And this is mm-hmm. also a fighting game, so they're saying similar in that regard. Um, as to, I don't, as to saying, you know, they, they can't really do anything to stop you. The problem is that, uh, streaming, the legal issues with streaming, it's pretty much been allowed, it's existed because developers have allowed it to exist. Because oh, whenever a developer or publisher doesn't like what's being shown about their game, they can copyright claim it no problem on like YouTube, and mm-hmm. it gets taken down right away. Um, I don't know how it works on Twitch. Maybe they say to Twitch like, "Hey, do not allow this game to be streamed, and we're going to be keeping a lookout for it. For any, we're going to you know pull it down whenever it pops up. Um, you know, they can just search for the game name and they can pull it down. There was a thing." Uh, somewhat unrelated but uh people were had the twitch channel for um that le- uh that dota card game artifact that nobody streamed so what people were doing were they were streaming on it but they were just streaming like tv shows and movies whatever they wanted and so <laughs> twitch had to spend the better part of the night just pulling each of those down they couldn't just shut down the channel in general because there were still a few streams streaming actual artifact but people were like, hey, let's go watch uh, Artifact on Twitch. And it was really like, we were watching Rocco's Modern Life or something. <laughs> uh, so developers and publishers have more control than they've let on, uh, especially on YouTube. If like, they see, this has happened in the past, where they're like, this is very mm-hmm. critical of a game, they'll have it copyright striked, and it can be, that system is easily abused, and it's well documented how much it is abused, unfortunately. And it comes down to yeah. the fact that the publishing developers have money, and the streamers do not, at least not compared to how much money the companies do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's just a it's a tough situation. Um, yeah, I also think it's even though the companies say it's about protecting against spoilers, I think it's because they have this belief where if they watch the game on the stream then they're not going to play the game because they've already seen what happens. And it's like, that might affect a small percentage of people because I don't think that many people 
play a game purely for the story, and if they get just get the story, they're like, eh, I'm not going to play the game. I'm sure it happens, but I think it's been proven that streamers generate interest for games more than they uh, take people out of interest in buying it. So mm-hmm. I think this is just a disconnect between uh, Japan and streaming. They just I don't know how big it is in Japan, but maybe there's just a, a miscommunication about it. It's just they're not into it. Um, and you know, like I said, they did this for Persona Five Atlas was adamant. In fact, they were very specific. They said, if you are going to stream the game, because it is only story mode. It's not like Kill a Kill where there's like a multiplayer facet to it. Yeah. Uh, they said if you're going to stream the game, do not stream past uh, July seventh. In in game time, do not stream past that point, because if right. you do, we'll take it down and you'll get a copyright strike. And there were LPRs were like, you know, we we'd like to stream up to that point. We'd like to show it. The problem is the way they worded it was very strange and very confusing, and we don't want to run the risk of getting a copyright strike just because we did it wrong. So a lot of people just didn't stream it, and not that it hurt Persona Five sales. I mean, it it did very well. But it definitely was a bad look for Atlas. Yeah, it was a bad PR move, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I think some companies are willing to have that. Like, they're willing to take on that PR hit if it means yeah a lot to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it means protecting their IP and protecting the title or whatever, then they're willing to say, hey, you can't stream past this no matter what. I, I mean, I, I again... Personally, I don't see anything wrong with that, but we'll talk about that later on right, in, exactly. the, in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Arc System Works kind of saying, don't stream it, and people were like, ah, come on. <laughs> um, quick uh, off the side, back to my week. I did finish watching uh, part five of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, really liked the show. This was probably the weakest part so far, unfortunately. Uh, but as I mean, a weak JoJo is still stronger than most anything else. So uh, I need to see JoJo. I haven't seen a single one. It's weird. I mean, it's called Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people are like, "Hey, start with part three because that's where it becomes JoJo proper." Don't do that. Start with part one. The difference is that part one, parts one and two, have to do with vampires. Parts three onward have to do with punch ghosts, so oh. it's different. Um, part three uh, is where they introduce stands, which is sort of like your your special superpower in the form of like an avatar that only other people's stands can see, and that's where things get really interesting and, and cool. But parts one and two, they have their uh, flavor, they have their value. It's yeah. you can't just skip them. Um, I know parts one and two are on Netflix. I don't know oh, if they're going to okay. add the other parts to it, but they, uh, parts one and two are on Netflix. And, hmm. you know, finally, you could be part of the whole meme of, like, saying, is this a JoJo reference? Because you'll see yeah. them everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, back to the news. Um, so this one's kind of big. Rockstar North does not pay UK corporation taxes. So it was found out uh, and reported by um, Tax Watch UK, which I assume is a website that looks out for tax fraud in the UK, 
that uh, Rockstar North, the subsidiary of Rockstar that operates in the UK, has not paid a dime in corporate taxes. Uh, they have, uh, according to the website, estimated they have made $5 billion between 2013 and 2019. They have received $42 million in tax relief. So they get $42 million from the UK to continue operating there. And apparently that is 19% of all tax credits paid by the government to the industry. So they have 19% of that budget sent just to them. And they have paid no corporate taxes between 2009 and 2018. So, uh, David, any thoughts on Rockstar North uh, not paying any taxes uh, in the UK? Well, it was legal because it said that it culturally – because the Britain – I don't know. The British government deemed it culturally British, quote-unquote. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they have to like determine something is culturally British mm-hmm. um, to in order to uh, qualify for the tax relief or something like that. Right, uh, right, right. And so this game set in fictionalized California is decidedly British, I guess. I mean, like it, it's not illegal. Like I, I it's uh, right. I mean, this is not illegal from what I could surmise because if the if. The British Film Institute, which I assume is a government-sanctioned uh, entity, said verified it as a something that that wouldn't have to, you know, go through that this this tax bracket. Then I, I don't know. Like I, I I appreciate them pointing out how much money they're not paying, well, which it's, is it's, it's significant. It's, but it's not illegal that they're getting tax relief because the British. Uh, this corporation, this uh, government body said, yes, you're decidedly British. We will pay you taxes to continue to operate here. It is somewhat illegal that they are not paying taxes at all because what uh, this um, governing body did, they did not say you don't have to pay taxes. Uh, Rockstar North has basically done what several companies have done, and they've just found a loophole to say we don't have to pay taxes. We have offshore safe havens. Activision does this uh, as well. I see. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. So, right. I read that. I, I, I didn't get too far into this, but they did say that they that they they, had, they did have, like, studios there in Britain that they were, right? That they were, I don't know. Because it's, it's based in the United States, but they had studios that worked on the project in Britain. Right, right, right So right. that somehow they were able to have a loophole there. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, I mean, still, um, it 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 is like fishy, I guess. But right, like you said, it's it's legal. Uh, it's probably legal. I'm not a lawyer, but it's unethical. Kind of scummy. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I again, like I, I when it comes to things like this, like. Do, is it really like that unexpected? I, I don't know. Like uh, it, it, the video games, it's not only video games. I mean, like everybody does it. Like if you're oh, gonna sure. find, yeah. if you're gonna hire like a lawyer, they're gonna a good lawyer. They're gonna find, you know, loopholes in, uh, you know, the legislation to help you make as much money as you can. And Rockstar North has lawyers, and they have 
you know, they have a system where they would find these these loopholes, and good for them. I mean, they, I don't want to say they earned it, but they do have the money to do that. And I don't know, I don't, I don't really feel like I should put my opinion to it because it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel fine with them making as much money as they are because if you find a loophole in taxes and you don't want to pay the taxes, then good for you, kind of. I guess my opinion is more like good for them than anything else. Like, I don't know. I, I don't feel bad about it. I, I feel fine. I can understand certainly that uh, outlook on it. Um, the and, and you're right. This isn't unexpected, but I don't think it should be forgivable because it's unexpected. The problem is mm. that if they were paying no taxes and they got no tax relief, that'd be one thing. It'd still be like, come on, guys, you need to pay taxes. This is how, you know, society works. You need to pay taxes, put money in, get money out. It's also like they got millions of dollars from the taxpayers, and they gave nothing in return other than they right. produced this game that they can buy. Yeah, and just give through them this money. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've clearly abused this program to make more money and it's just like you know we have these and like you said a lot of corporations do this where they'll avoid paying as much tax as possible and that's created some economic issues where it's like we have these big corporations that if they paid their taxes it would solve a lot of funding problems for a lot of things but they don't and so there's kind of an imbalance um right yeah it's an issue hmm um Tim, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, pretty much agree. I mean, there, it feels like it feels like they're in such a good position to be able to, like, they they can afford to like totally pay their share of taxes and like be fine. And again, yeah, giving back to like society, you know, where you know, for many other like you know, common, like, general public people, uh, you know, it's a bit more of a hit sometimes to be paying taxes, but they have all these millions and billions that is really not such a big deal to them if they had to relinquish some of that. Yeah. But, like, it comes down to great... I was telling my friend other day, the other day, like, these kind of corporations, like, they might make a $100... And you have five dollars, but they're not happy that they have ninety-five dollars more than you. They're unhappy that you have five dollars they don't have. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's just you know, just you know, uh, yeah. I mean, great atmosphere. It, it's it's kind of capitalism, though. I mean, really, when when it boils down to it, it's that's how it is. I, I don't, I don't really yeah. like. Again, like I, I don't really. I, not to like assert my opinion over and saying my opinion's right or whatever. It's just like I don't really see morally. Okay, I I could definitely see how this is a bad look for Rockstar for sure, a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. do I agree that they should do something like PR wise that you know to to do something for UK like I don't know, throw a big party for them or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like I don't know what the how that would happen, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, should they do something PR-wise that that kind of helps with goodwill and you know, with their fan base? Sure, 
fine. You know, like they 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 should definitely do that, especially with everything that's been coming out. They definitely don't need another casino in their game. You know, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but like that being said, them making so much money off this game is just it it's it's cult. I want I want to say it's almost like culturally significant in, from a video game's perspective because it's like this is the the biggest the highest grossing entertainment franchise ever you know yeah. including yeah. movies including tv shows ever mm-hmm. and to you know to to that's an accomplishment i mean whether you one way or the other you know it, it's an accomplishment to to have an entertainment property that so many people are attracted to that can satisfy so many different tastes you know like it's just it, it's crazy to think about how much how how well this game caters to people all over the world and how Rockstar is continuously devoted to, you know, like, just keep kind of pumping out more money just by catering to more people and, and catering to that fan base. I mean, there's people who... I, this game is, what, like, almost 10 years old now, I think? Right? It's old, yeah. It's old. It's an old game. But, like, people who bought it all the way back then are still playing it now. It, this came out the end of the PlayStation 3 era, PlayStation 3, oh, wow, Xbox yeah. 360, and we're at the end of the PS4, Xbox One era. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel more like, again, I'm not a greedy person. Like, I live in New York City. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't make, I don't live, I, I don't see a lot of money, okay? Because I, it, <laughs> the cost of living here is, is very high. But, yeah. like, when I see people that have been able to create something that's just financially viable and have built a business model that's just so, for lack of a better term, healthy and that just keeps sustaining itself, I mean, I can't help but appreciate that. Again, you know, maybe that's the business side of me. That's the more uh, corporate side of me. I, I do work for, for corporate you know entities in my daily life so maybe maybe that is part of me but you know that that's just my opinion so well it it's certainly an opinion i haven't heard uh regarding this story before so it's certainly mm. interesting to hear the other side of this cuz you see a story like this and everyone's pretty much on the same uh boat saying no we don't like this at all so it's interesting right. to hear sort of the um the business uh perspective of this um yeah i might not agree with it but I respect that it's it's different and that it exists, and it's you know it, it causes for some interesting perspectives. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, it's the whole point. So of the yeah, podcast. anyone listening, <laughs> give us some thought. Rockstar North does not pay UK corporation taxes. Yeah. Is this uh, unethical greed, or is this just you know businesses, you know survival of the fittest, you know making it to where they need to be and and providing this culturally significant game uh, because of it? So. Something to consider to our listeners. It's interesting. Um, all right, so uh, next story: three character trailer leaked for Street Fighter Five on Steam. Uh, I was not aware that Street Fighter Five was still getting updates for one, which is surprising. <laughs> um, I thought they had moved on to another fighting game or two, but I get kudos for them for keeping this thing going. Uh, what had happened was um, some images uh, were leaked containing the upcoming three new fighters for uh, 
Street Fighter V. That's E Honda, who is a Street Fighter staple. Uh, he's sort of the big super wrestler, super wrestler guy. There's Lucia, who I believe is from Final Fight. She's sort of like a police officer. And Poison, who is absolutely a staple of Final Fight. She is, I believe, the first transgender or transsexual character in games. Yeah. Um, and people thought that was because of the translation error, but like Japan confirmed, no, this is this the situation is what it is. Um, so her getting in, pretty cool. She's been asked for a lot. Uh, I think she's been in past Street Fighter games. Um, yeah. But yeah, these uh, these characters got leaked, and in response. Capcom said, you know what, screw it, here's the trailer. You guys already know what's happening, so here, whatever. Um, this probably happened because they were planning to reveal it really soon, and some tech worker was setting up their computer for at Evo, and he saw a picture, he's like, oh, I'm going to get that on my hard drive, and he took it and put it on the internet. Stuff like that happens all the time. Um, so... Um, David, uh, any thoughts about Street Fighter V, these new characters, and the leak, and all that stuff? Cool. You know, I I mean, well, the leak, not cool. Yeah. Not cool for Capcom. But, I mean, you know, uh, I good for people who still play this game. I don't know who plays this game, this game ever. You know, like, so many other better fighting games have come out since then. Like, I think we mentioned Dragon Ball Fighters before. Wow, this uh, only came out. I just I just looked it up on Steam. It only came out like three years ago. Like yeah, I know. Years. But oh, okay. even in those three years, so many good games have come. Like Soul oh, Calibur yeah. Six. Uh, I can't. What is another good fighting game? Sorry, I, I, I think Streets. At, yeah, I just looked at the combined DLC costs, and it's like over three hundred dollars. Oh, that's and okay. Like most of this is on sale at the moment, like fifty percent off. Uh, but oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, yeah you were saying. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, like, I, there's so many other fighting games that I, I don't really see a, a lot of people really gravitating towards, I, I, I mean, like, Capcom should just make five, Street Fighter 6 at this point, because, like, you know, Street Fighter 5 is meh for a lot of people, so. They're certainly and not going to make another Marvel have... vs. Capcom game anytime soon. Well, they, yeah, Infinite, we don't, we don't speak of Infinite, <laughs> um, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, I think they've already confirmed that that Street Fighter Six is a thing that they are gonna. I mean, it's gonna happen at one yeah. point, but like, I, I, I think most people would rather have it sooner rather than later. I mean, the DLC is fine for the whomever's playing it, but you know, yeah, yeah, just give us Street Fighter Six, please. <laughs> yeah, a new Street Fighter game is pretty much assured in the same way that will. The phases of the moon, the tides rising and lowering. <laughs> yeah, technology. kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like sure. you know, if they announced Street Fighter Five, it's like, yeah, no duh. So if they announced it, they'd have to like show off what it looked like. They can't just say we're working on it. It's like, yeah, of course you are. Right. right. Um, Tim, any thoughts about Street Fighter Five? Do you have any experience with it? Uh, excited for the DLC characters at all? I think I have either no experience or next to no experience the street fighter so mm. my excitement levels are uh basically non-existent, non-existent. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but oh that's okay but too. that's that's good for people who do like it i don't have to yeah i don't have to like it that, that seems somewhat to be the case with fighting games it's it's not like 
you know, I like first-person shooters, so I play all these first-person shooters. With fighting games, like, I like Street Fighter. I might like uh, some other fighting game here, but I primarily play Street Fighter. So people will, like, zero in on that one game. That's going to carry them until this sequel. Uh, it's it's rare that I've ever heard, like, yeah, I play Street Fighter, I play Mortal Kombat, I play uh, yeah. Blaze Blue. You know, I, I dip my toe on all, the, on all the pools. It doesn't really happen. And I think it's because it's just, like, uh, fighting games more than any other genre the differences between each uh, franchise in terms of mechanics can be so wildly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, fighting game community, community they're very, very detail-oriented when it comes to competitive play. I mean, like, they play in, like, the training room that has, like, a grid on the back, and they'll use that grid to measure how far the distances of your punch, the frames of the punch, your, your invincibility frame... Like, it gets, like, so overwhelming. I'm like, I can't follow that at all. I just know I can... With a first-person shooter, I can put a, I can put my pointer over someone's head and press click, and they're dead. <laughs> that, that's, that's the level of complexity I can handle. Um, right, right. Uh, yeah. I played a little bit of Street Fighter V. <clears throat> um, not a lot, because fighting games are kind of just out of my wheelhouse. Despite Mortal Kombat <clears throat> being one of the first games... That I remember playing in earnest. It wasn't one of the first games I owned, but it was one of the games that kind of I was. It's probably the first game I was a fan of. Like I liked Mario, I liked Zelda, but I was a fan of Mortal Kombat. I was into it. I drew my own little Mortal Kombat OCs when I was in elementary school. I got excited for the uh, Mortal Kombat movie that came out. You know, I was about Mortal Kombat. Even though I was terrible at the game and didn't play it that much, I just liked the world of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, fighting games just aren't my wheelhouse. Uh, I like the yeah. idea that you have all these unique characters, but uh, we'll get more into fighting games later, too, with another story. Right, uh, right. But, you know, that, that's great that Street Fighter fans are getting continuous uh, updates, despite the fact that they are ridiculously expensive. I found out that the uh, season passes, which contain the characters initially come out and they're $30 and then as the next one comes out it like drops in $10 so the season 1 is now $10 season 2 is like 20 and now season 3 which is the current one is 30 which is a lot of money um, but Capcom when it comes to DLC they go full force on that oh yeah uh, oh yeah uh, we all know that <laughs> I did think it was amusing yeah. that uh, this got leaked and Capcom just said rather than denying it they just said ah, screw it just here it is here's the trailers Right, enjoy it. Yeah, you open the Christmas present early. You know what it is. Here's the batteries. What, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, here's another story that I don't know much about <clears throat> the various elements of this, but it, I know it's big news to some degree. Ninja is leaving Twitch to stream exclusively on Mixer. So for those who don't know, Ninja is one of the biggest streamers, possibly the biggest streamer in the world uh he streams on twitch and he streams primarily fortnite uh i've been told he plays other games sometimes but as a sponsored deal like he gets paid fifty thousand dollars an hour to play a new game Jeez. Uh, which is it's ridiculous like he, he's living the dream man i mean <clears throat> part of me is like i would you know a little bit it'd be a little bit maddening to have to play this one game because if i don't I lose subscribers, but wow, he's he's making bank on this. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, Ninja has decided to leave Twitch, which is the platform that he streams on and that most people stream on. And he's going to stream exclusively on Mixer, which is Microsoft's Twitch equivalent. It's their streaming platform. And the only time I ever hear Mixer even mentioned is during E3. And Microsoft is like, you can watch our show on on Mixer. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to watch it on Twitch or YouTube. You know, quit playing. Um, pretty interesting. This is, you know, this is, it kind of cements the idea that, uh, esports people are less like actors and more like professional athletes. That Ninja just got bought by a new team and he's going to be playing for that team now. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on Ninja signing an exclusivity deal to stream on Mixer or just stream exclusivity in general? Since that seems to be a new thing that might happen. I found it interesting in, um, actually in like both the videos that he released talking about this, he mentioned mm-hmm. something along the lines of returning to his roots. I'm not sure yeah, what that I means. Know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what is that? It's, it's because he, when he started out streaming, he started, he's been streaming for a long time. Mm-hmm. When he started out, he was streaming Halo ODST, or I don't, I, I don't know. It was some kind of Halo game. Okay. So, like, so, he's returning to his roots because Microsoft. Microsoft. Okay. See, I kind of so wish. There's an that he's going to be playing the new, like, Halo games because, like, it's Microsoft or something like that. I, th- like, I think, yeah. I mean, Tim, you finish what you're going to say, and then I'll. I'll <coughs> later. Uh, no, I think I was just going to say that I. I that. that makes sense if that's what he meant but maybe he should have like yeah mentioned that for half a second maybe right. he left that out just because he's like well i don't want to say i'm not going to be streaming fortnite as much because that might get negative reactions from yeah exactly. kiddos yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah david your thoughts on this uh yeah no i i was gonna say before that a lot of news outlets pointed out because Microsoft is going to come out with Scarlet next year, right? So they pointed out how Microsoft... This is like one of Microsoft's steps of gaining traction to yeah. that release. You know? So yeah. they're going to get Ninja to stream, you know, on the Xbox Scarlet. You know? And they're gonna he's going to stream Halo Infinite on that machine. Hmm. And a lot of people are going to come. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. a way of promoting their... their, their Machine, basically. That is interesting. Um, I, I again, I, I, Sean, I think you you pointed out excellently how he didn't say anything about like he didn't explicitly say anything yet, and I think that's just because he's gonna, you know, he will rile some feathers at, at one point where he's gonna it's, he's gonna slowly transition from Fortnite, and then he's gonna at, at some period or the other he's gonna do a lot of you know. Um, just Halo stuff, and people are not going to be happy with that. Again, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that'll happen, you know, anytime soon. But it'll happen at, mm-hmm. at some point. So uh, he's just trying to like, you know, slowly get into that and not make a big deal out of it. So, yeah, like yeah. I, I looked at his his initial tweet to see how people were reacting at to it. To, and there would be generally people who would follow Ninja on Twitter. Yeah. Um, 
And while there were people saying, well, this is dumb, I'm not going to use Mixer, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to use Twitch, I guess I'm not going to follow you anymore, uh, primarily the vast majority of people are like just happy for him. They're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. You know, you're, you've made this great deal. It must have given him a lot of money to do this because I <laughs> guarantee he was making bank on Twitch. And I guarantee Twitch is going to hurt for losing him because oh yeah, I'm sure he... I don't know if he was a top streamer, but I don't know the names of any streamers, but I know his name. So by that virtue alone, he's probably pretty important. Uh, it's very I, I really can't. Pokimane is the other one I can think of. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and Dr. I think that's that one. it. Doctor Lupa, oh, Doctor Lupa, Doctor Disrespect, Doctor um, Disrespect. I do know. Primarily because of the controversy of him filming people in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Not for anything that he streamed. Yeah. Yeah. But for that creepiness. He, he did, like, a lot of PUBG stuff, right? I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. other stuff, but... Yeah. Uh, he, he, I like Dr. Disrespect because he really is, like, kind of disrespectful. Uh, this is a total tangent, but, like, he does, like, <laughs> like call out developers all the time. He's like, why did you do this? Like, he, like uh, PUBG Corp. He'd be like, oh, okay. why'd you do this with your game? It doesn't make any sense. You know, like, they do, like, new updates or whatever. Anyway, yeah. But uh, Ninja, the Ninja thing, I, you know, I I don't see myself, if I were a Ninja fan, like, I don't know if I'd, or a Twitch fan, I should say. Like, I don't know if I'd, I'd switch, if that enticed me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Because I only I only use Twitch like very casually right now. I think so I, what will kind of determine the success of this is that I don't know how adopted Mixer is on other platforms like yeah. Twitch. I know I can watch Twitch on my PS4. I don't know if I could get Mixer on my PS4 because it's a Microsoft owned thing. So that he might have like eliminated some of his viewer base if they watch Twitch exclusively through the PS4. Um, That's true. So I'm pretty sure they have. I don't they know. probably have Mixer, right? I mean, well, oh wait, no, but they have PlayStation View, I think, on PS4, right? Oh, but there's so much stuff to keep track of. I don't know anymore. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, I I guess he'll be trading in his Red Bull headband for a Master Chief headband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you? So, I mean, okay. Uh, sort of random tangent. Did you guys see any of the Fortnite tournament that just happened? Oh, I've, the winning queens. I yeah. heard about it, yeah. Uh, how the kid in first place made like $3 million. Yeah, like he was 16 or 17 or something. Made yeah. $3 million. Crazy. Yeah. Um, like 50th place makes like 100k or something. It's like... really. Yeah, they make ridiculous bank at this thing. And it's like, you go to like a fighting game tournament and they're like, if you're not in the top eight, who cares? And mm-hmm. if you get top eight, you'll get like a handshake and a pat on the back. So, yeah. Yeah. top 50, 100K, man, maybe I need to look into Fortnite at this point. But $3 million is... It was a uh, gigantic thing. I worked not too far from Times Square. Mm-hmm. And so, you went, you would go down there, like I would pass by... And it was like, you know how we had the billboards there? And it would be all over the billboards. Like, oh, you know, yeah. they're giving away like $10 million. And I was like, Jesus, wow. 
this Fortnite thing is crazy, you yeah. know? And I've never I've never played the game, you know? And it's <laughs> like, I feel so, like, out of touch with my fellow peers. But the, the youth <laughs> of today is crazy. Yeah, kids. for sure. Yeah. You know what? More so, this kid did not win $3 million. What's important is that he won an argument for all kids in the future to use against their parents when their parents say, stop playing video games. It'll get you nowhere in life. <laughs> And they could be like, yeah. oh, really, Mom? What about this kid? Yeah. What about him? So those kids have that for the rest of the time. So, kid, I don't even know your name. I probably should have looked it up. Congrats on getting $3 million and being a, uh, you know, a chapter in the, legal foot, in the legal books that is kids arguing with adults. That's so, right. Kudos to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money. I like at least I almost said like Tiger Woods didn't make that much money when he won like the last PGA. Damn. Well, obviously, he needs to start playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe, maybe they can put him into Fortnite. You know, they put John yeah. and Thanos in there, so why not? Oh my god! Yeah. That game I was think so weird. There was actually, there was legit some way to golf in Fortnite. I think with like some kind of a moat you could buy. Oh my so, god! Ti- Tiger, I don't, I don't. Come know. on in. What is with go. this game? I don't. Even, what? Is, what is Fortnite? That's a good question. Guy. I don't know. Like I, I was talking about earlier, how like I actually did an article about Fortnite when it was in beta, like the first trailer released, and it looked like a Left for Dead type game based on this cinematic trailer. It was like they were holed up in this little uh, gas station or restaurant. I think it was like a burger joint. And they were fighting off against hordes of zombies. It was like a, a tower defense game, and mm-hmm. it still had the element where you were, you would build the fort to defend in. Uh, and I actually right. I tried to get in contact with Epic to be like, hey, I'd like to preview preview your game and 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 do a preview article. They never got back to me, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like years later, it came out release, and I don't even know if there is a zombie mode in that game anymore. Or if it's just the battle royale, there is okay. Yeah, it's like it's like a it is like an uh like an RTS game, isn't it? Like actually, so but it just it just has this. It's like um, it's like a zombie horde tower defense type thing. Oh, Um, tower defense! Yeah, it's a Mm -hmm. co-op mode with you can do with other people. It's called Save the World. I mean, that's what Fortnite was originally, and then then it became what it is now. Or at least more of a yeah, focus I guess on that. They were developing the game, and they said, we don't know if this is going to really sell, and then looked at PUBG, it's like, we could do that. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And by virtue of the fact that people started streaming it, you know, we talked earlier about how, like, some developers think streaming hurts sales. Well, look at Fortnite. You think Fortnite would be this popular if it did not have streamers streaming mm-hmm. it ad nauseum? No. No way. Um... Yeah, Fortnite, it's just so, it's so bizarre. Like, it, it's had uh, uh, John Wick, Thanos, uh, some hip-hop techno artist, Marshmallow? Marshmallow, yeah. In-game yeah. uh, concert. Uh, I heard that was pretty cool, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Like, legit. Another like, adding, legit, like, it was cool, yeah. Oh, cool. And <laughs> another adding, like, mechs to the game, it's like, this this game is just all over the place. I have no idea what this is. This is, you know what this is? 
this is kids playing with their action figures. You know, they don't care that Batman and Optimus Prime don't normally interact. They're going to bash them together and and play with them like that. And so, I don't know, kudos to them for figuring out that appeal, I guess. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Neat, okay. Anyway, Fortnite, you're doing good. I don't like your dances, but can't fault you for for doing good. I'm not going to be like one of those old people on the comments for these articles being like, Three million dollars, that's ridiculous. He didn't throw a football. What's going on? I don't like this. Why are yeah. fighting games on ESPN? What's going on? I don't like this. Hmm. Yeah. So, next news story. PS4 becomes fastest selling fastest home console to reach one hundred million sales. So it came out recently that uh PlayStation four has hit one hundred million units sold and it took them five years and seven months. The previous highest was the PS2, which took five years and nine months, so it just barely beat out the PS2, which kind of speaks to how popular the PS4 is because the PS2 is mega popular around the world. Like, it's still sold in stores. Yeah. Um, uh, David, PS4 selling 100 million, becoming the fastest selling console to reach 100 million units sold. Warranted or not, do you think this is impressive? What are your thoughts? I mean, of course it's impressive. Like, there are only, I think, a handful of consoles at this point that have reached 100 million sold. So I it, just that in general, it, it's an impressive benchmark. Uh, but that it being the fastest selling is just, wow. And mm-hmm. I think it all has to do a testament with how it just came out of the gate swinging, you know, and, and how well they've been doing with their marketing and the the exclusive games you know like every year i did yeah. an article yeah uh, i wrote an article it's, it should be out next week for game revolution and like how every year almost there's been a great game coming out on that system you know like it, it's crazy it, it's they've do they've been doing a phenomenal job with it good yeah good on sony yeah like, yeah i was gonna ask too you know what do you think how do they credit to their success and i think you're right the exclusives have really propelled like for me i don't get a console unless it has exclusive i'm interested in like i'm sure the xbox one is a fine console but it doesn't have exclusives really it all their stuff goes to pc or other consoles but ps4 it really came out swinging with those impressive um uh, exclusives this article um that we'll link uh says that you know part of the success was the unmitigated disasters that the reveals for the xbox one and wii u were part of the PS4 success. I guess that's true. I don't know if Xbox One had an unmitigated disaster real, but I know the Wii U did. And again, the Wii U yeah. was an actual console. It was not a fever dream. I actually own one. Every day <laughs> I touch it to make sure it's actually still real. Uh, and they is this said, your price tablet? <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. And the article also says the Wii U uh, was cut short at less than $14 million, So... Big, huge leap across uh, between, huge gap between PS4 and the Wii U, certainly. Uh, Tim, uh, what are your thoughts on PS4 reaching 100 million sales, and uh, what do you attribute to their success? Well, it's kind of interesting, like, the last uh, news topic we were talking about kind of has a sort of parallel with this. Uh, David, you were talking about, like, the Scarlet Project, the like oh, yeah. the next console. Mm-hmm. So, 
it would be interesting to see, kind of looking to the future, that maybe, yeah, they sign a ninja and they have him play, you know, like, next Halo game, and he's exclusively a mixer. And that'd be interesting to see if or how that drives the next generation of consoles. And that's really going to make a big difference or not. So what you're saying is if Sony wants to succeed with the PlayStation 5, they need to sign exclusivity with Belle Delphine. That is exactly what I'm saying. Thank you. Okay, I'm I'm glad I I caught that. (laughs) You know, they would make make big bucks. Like, in all all actuality, I think they would. Come on. Belle Delphine makes her official game debut, like game streaming debut or something like that. You know, like... (laughs) Oh, dude, they make so much money. Oh, my God. Yeah, sadly, the Sony today would not sign that because they're uh, more restrictive on what they're Mm -hmm. allowed to show. Oddly enough, we're in the timeline where I would see Nintendo signing Belle Delphine. That's the reality we're in now. (laughs) Really? Can you imagine? I I struggle. You look at Nintendo, I would not have thought Nintendo Switch would be the haven for filthy hentai games, but that's where we are at this point. It's true. It's, yeah. it's it's like, wow, this is weird stuff. Yeah, oh, they've got they've got the touchscreen mechanics in there. Oh, they God. got everything. Yeah. It'd they be like if uh, Disney came out with a remake of Caligula. Like, what's what's happening? This is a weird world. Yeah. Well, yeah. whoever signs on Del Delphine, maybe they can do a deal where they pre if uh, people pre order the console, they get like complimentary. Uh, gamer girl sweat or snot or something. Uh, <laughs> that's how they nice. do it. You know what they should do? They should have liquid cooling for their console and use gamer girl bathwater. Oh. Someone did that with the R- gamer oh, girl water. Boy. I saw that somewhere. Are you serious? Should have copyrighted that before. I... <laughs> oh no! Oh well. You snooze, you lose. Dude! Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine? PS5 powered by. Uh, Gamer Girl Bathwater? I don't want to. Crazy. That'd be weird. You slap that on a billboard, people are going to take notice. Yo, people, that would sell out in an instant. Oh my (laughs) god. People who don't know what the PS5 is, they'd be like, maybe I should look up what this PS5 is. That's a joke, you know, just to see. Just for laughs, but you know, maybe buy four. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. So, PS4, I think it's well deserved. Um,. Primarily because of its exclusives. Um, I know I got it because of Bloodborne. And that game was amazing. I love that game. Uh, I remember playing that. And my mom came into the room. She sat down. She just likes to sit down and like just be in the room with me sometimes. And it took her a few minutes. But she realized, like, are you playing a game? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're in a game right now. I'm like, yeah. It's like, this church is beautiful. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I, I took my character around to all the uh, big churches to show them off. And she's like, oh, my goodness. So That's so sweet. I love it. <laughs> it, it, it was an adorable thing. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then she saw the monsters. Yeah. like, oh, they're oh, really cool. Because she likes the monsters, too. <laughs> she's a big horror fan. I'll Gigantic, like, too. insected thing. I don't know. Insectoid <laughs> thing comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she loves horror just like me. I'll be taking her to um, Monster Mania convention. October oh, nice. or September or something like that. Cool. She loves that just because she sees the celebrities and she freaks out. She's like, oh my god. Oh my god. That's so nice. Uh, oh. it, 
the first time I took her, not to get off on tangent, I took her, a lot of the celebrities were, you know, the slashers, like um, Doug Bradley for uh, Hell, uh, Pinhead, uh, uh, Ken Voorhees, I forget his name, the guy who played Jason, the guy who played Candyman, and she didn't really recognize him because usually they're makeup up. So I'd be like, she's like, who's that? I'm like, that's Pinhead. she go, oh my God, oh my God, that's Pinhead. Uh, she'll always recognize the headliner, though. Uh, they had George Romero one year and, and Bruce Campbell, so she always recognizes them. But she always had a lot of fun, and it's just fun to see her have fun. But yeah. That's so nice. PS4, <laughs> you know, I got it for Bloodborne. Um, and then I don't, like, I know I got, I got God of War, and then I got, like, uh, Spider-Man and a few other exclusives, but I was just like, oh, P- uh, Persona 5, um, just... That console has <clears throat> earned its keep, certainly. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. it has earned its place. And I've always thought, like, I don't think a console is a success for me unless the combined price of the exclusives that I get for it matches the price of the console itself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it's done that. Uh, I know it's not yeah. a very scientific thing, but it's, it's what I go for. How many uh, would you need? Like 60 times... 60 six, times six or seven six or seven yeah yeah seven or eight yeah something like that yeah. um i don't know exceeds how the PS4 so it would be seven or eight yeah 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 uh but it's done really well i'm very happy with it it doesn't have the best ui it's pretty shoddy and the store is yeah uh uh downright pilgrim levels of advanced uh but wow Pilgrim levels. <laughs> I damn. <laughs> I honestly, I use my PS4 every day, Sony, to watch YouTube and Netflix and Amazon Prime. So I get use out of it every day, at the very least. So nothing, if nothing else, I get it for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that that insult. I really like it. Pilgrim Downright levels. pilgrim. Level. <laughs> you go ahead. That it's feels free. that feels so insulting. Like, <laughs> well, damn. Their their store is insulting, to be honest. I mean, oh I've my never god! Use a search function like theirs, and it's just like, what is this? This is <laughs> off. Uh, so, congrats, Sony, on the PS4. Please make the PS5 better, and keep up with the exclusives because they're no really pilgrims. good. Get Chris, <laughs> get Christopher Columbus out of here. I will ask Sony that you release um, Persona uh, Spider Man on PC so my friend can play it because he's a huge Spider-Man fan but he doesn't have a PS4 so he's been dying for it so just for him could you make that million dollars to the decision I'm sure you'd appreciate it alright our next story Call of Duty Modern Warfare developer addresses white phosphorus controversy so what is the white phosphorus controversy well Modern Warfare has added a kill streak weapon, and these, uh, I believe, are weapons that you can use after you've killed a certain number of people in a row without dying. You get like a, a big thing, like every five, ten, something like that. And they've had things in the past with like a nuclear bomb that would just kill everybody. But they've added white phosphorus, um, which people have taken issue with because white phosphorus is a somewhat controversial real world weapon. Um, and for those who don't know, white phosphorus. It's sort of this um, smoke that goes on the battlefield, and when it hits oxygen, it ignites into a very hot flame, and it basically melts anybody in the vicinity. And one of the problems with it is that sometimes it doesn't go off right away, and it can take the civilians, so issues there. Uh, But people were not happy 
with this uh, inclusion of white phosphorus in this game that's supposed to be fun and and fanciful. Um, so the uh, one of the developers came out to sort of address it, and he said, "Our game is more about two sides: that there is no good guy or bad guy. You play on either one. We are just creating this playground to play on." I always felt like in the previous games that multiplayer is like that distant weapon fire that you hear a few blocks away from where the single player is. Um, so, David, any thoughts about White Phosphorus being in Call of Duty? Do you agree with this inclusion? Do you not? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think another developer, probably in the same Infinity Ward team, said something like, well, I mean, he pointed out, like, hey, we use nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. like, we've been using it since forever. Why right. is this such a big deal? And, and I mean, he has a point. I, I kind of agree with him. Like, nuclear weapons are, like, a pretty big deal, you know? Like, they've kind of fucked up a lot of people's yeah. lives, you know? And, like, I, it's not saying that one is better than the other. I mean, they're they're both horrible, terrible things that nobody should ever news or or be and have to deal with you know but like i don't really see like it it, i i don't really understand why you're taking arms with with white phosphorus because it's like it it seems like so inconsequential really i mean like it seems like such a small argument to make considering how this gun this this is a war game Mm -hmm. but simulating war and we have it every year i mean like we ha- we're glorifying war every year with, I, mean, I think last year was Black Ops 4, okay, so that's like futuristic, okay, whatever. But like, <laughs> you know, we had World War 2. We had Call of Duty World War 2. And yeah. before that, we had uh, Battlefield 1. And th- those were both glorifying you know, the, war- the world wars. And those were terrible wars. Millions of people died. I think World War 1 was even more egregious cause just because, I mean, we don't remember it now, mm. but like, you know, it was just a, it was a terrible war. And uh, yeah. war is never a good thing, but I, I don't. I disagree with his with that other developer's quote where he said this is a playground. I, I would <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it a playground because it's kind of very. I don't know. That's a weird seemed, playground. I wouldn't want. Yeah, to like it seems like a very like heartless thing to say. Like say like this is a simulated battlefield or a, mm-hmm. I don't know like some something of that nature, but. You know, I, I don't. I don't have an issue with it. This is supposed to be one of those games. Uh, this is supposed to be a very realistic take on the Call of Duty formula, and you know, this is one of their kind of inclusions, like one of their additions to the whole franchise, and to make it more realistic, to make it more uh, resonant with present day. And you know, if if they feel like this gets their message across better kudos to them the people who are complaining about it honestly they haven't really been they 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 obviously have not been playing games very often or if they mm-hmm. have they're really just finding something very small to be complaining about in my opinion i mean it's not that yeah you know it's not that gigantic of a thing of a big deal so yeah like i i've been following this very closely so i'm not i the last uh, Call of Duty game I played was Modern Warfare. Not this Modern Warfare. Back when it was on like the Xbox 360 or something like that. Um, I I have to imagine the only reason why they take issue with White Phosphorus over nukes 
despite the uh, nuclear weapon having more uh, greater kill capacity, is that white phosphorus doesn't kill instantly the way like a nuclear bomb does. White phosphorus, you melt, and that's pretty horrifying. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's like you know, you're you're complaining about uh, a fly and your bowl of spiders. You know, it's I just mean, like you but, know. But like even what, when you think, not to cut you off, but like even when you think about nuclear weapons, I mean, yeah, the nuclear bomb kills thousands of people, but people in that blast radius, like in 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 Japan, they're still suffering from that. You know, to that's, this day, that's true. yeah. There's, you know, yeah. people, many, uh, many, many more. Th- like people in Europe are still suffering from Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's, that's it, fair. It, you know, like it, it just seems so. I don't know. Like it's so out of touch with. I don't know. It, I might I, like have another idea why they're complaining about. It, but first, I want to hear Tim. Uh, what are yeah, your thoughts sorry. about um, uh, this whole controversy? I think. I, I guess I'm more inclined to be okay with the inclusion of a, a kill streak like that. Um, I guess uh, just to you know, I I don't usually like to dismiss things completely, so I guess I'd be interested to see how that kill streak is implemented. I guess. And see, like what, yeah. like what, um, what level of detail has been put into it, or I don't know, because that's that's true. Yeah, I didn't thought about that. I think they said that they weren't. It wasn't going to be like people like burning their faces off or something yeah. like that. It was just more like they just uh, like fall over, bleh. Yeah, they just fall over and die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and I I did also consider like it. It is interesting that. I mean, the problem with that is the, like, kind of morbidity of it and how it burns people, but there have been flamethrowers in the game for, in the franchise for a pretty long time now. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, also nukes as well. It's like, I mean, that was, at least, um, they they weren't in every single game, but that was one of, like, the bigger, like, sought-after, like, killstreaks to get in, uh, in some of the games, at least, so it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is interesting that either there wasn't much of a buzz over it, or it was maybe just not as pronounced in in the news as it is, as it is with with this. But yeah. Um. But yeah, the only other time I've heard of white phosphorus in a game was uh, the game Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, promoted as like your basic military shooter, and which is why I kind of ignored it. And then my friends like, no, 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 trust me, you gotta play it. And I believe it's at the point where you use white phosphorus that the game takes a huge pivot turn. It's like, okay, so here's what it is: it is not about glorifying warfare. It is about showing the dark, dark reality of modern warfare. And you use white phosphorus to take out a, a group of people and it, it happens to get a lot of collateral damage and you have to walk through the streets where it was and you see all these burned up corpses with, like their eyeballs melted out and their charred corpses and I really doubt Call of Duty is showing that like you said Tim I, I think it's just people going eh falls over and dead um, 
So yeah, that's the only other time I've seen white phosphorus used, and it was used as a mm. narrative device to be like, this is how bad war can get. And very few games are like, this is how bad war can get. Most of them, you can't go a year. I don't think we've gone a year in decades where we didn't have several military shooters in a year released. Yeah. Um, and But very rarely is it saying, here's the reality of war. Don't think mm-hmm. this is, you're going to be a hero. Don't think you're, this is going to be fun. This is going to mess you up. And that game is amazing. You all should play it. It's really, really fun. Well, not fun, yeah. but it's, it's really, really good. It's a very, yeah. I, I played it too. It's a very profound game. It's, it's mm-hmm. a good game. Yeah. So yeah, that's the White Phosphorus controversy. Um, maybe controversy might be a strong word because other than this article, I haven't heard about it anywhere else. So this might be a case of people looking for something to complain about. Uh, mm, I think that happens yeah. often. Some people are like, you know, I'm. I, they want to be on the forefront of the fight against this new thing. And so they'll... Yeah. They'll jump on it right away rather than kind of do their research into what it is. But again, myself included, I haven't done my research into this. I don't know the full story and extent of how this is used, what people have said, but it's easy for me because I don't play Call of Duty. So I get a free pass. So our next story. Riot confirms it is working on a new game, a fighting game. In a treat by Rod uh, Breslau, who is... is Twitter says he's the world's number one esports consultant, insider, and competitive gaming leader. Whatever that means. Uh, He said, Evo founder and Riot employee Tom Cannon has confirmed the worst kept secret in gaming. Riot is officially working on a fighting game, the first game outside of League of Legends for Riot. So yes, Riot, the the company that's come under fire recently for its work conditions, the makers of League of Legends... They've only made League of Legends. They've just focused on making that. That's our only game. They are working on a fighting game. Uh, now, this is very early stages. They didn't show... They didn't even have so much as a title card to show. So this could get shut down uh, on a whim. So there's no guarantee this will happen. But apparently it's been pretty speculated and, and pretty much confirmed without confirmation that Riot is working on a fighting game. So, uh, Tim... Are you interested in the Riot fighting game? Not particularly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't... I don't don't really do fighting games. So... It's not really my thing. Um, I was never really into League of Legends because I'm not really into MOBAs. I tried it out. I tried out League of Legends. I tried out Dota 2. And that's about it. I didn't like playing them it's i didn't like because it's a huge time investment for one match it, they can go up over to like 40 50 minutes and oh, wow. you might just lose and it's like well damn that was a lot of time wasted and you might still get experience or whatever but it's like when it's that big of a time investment people get very very angry if you don't think do things perfectly yeah uh, i've heard that but I like the idea of League of Legends because of all the character designs. I'm like, oh, these are really cool characters. I just wish I could appreciate them in a game that I actually played. And then Riot's like, we're working on a new game. Okay, great. It's a fighting game. Well, shoot, I don't play fighting games either. They also have the problem fighting games of where they have a lot of cool character designs, but I don't play fighting games, so I can't really appreciate them outside of a, uh, you know, a, a witness type of just sort of watching them type deal. 
Yeah. By the way, it's not confirmed whether or not this fighting game is a League of Legends fighting game. One kind of has to assume that'd be an easy go for them to transition into a new game. It's like they have all these assets, all these characters they can use for a fighting game, but it seems likely, but it's not confirmed. Uh, David, what are your thoughts on the Riot fighting game? Uh, I mean, they're going from like one niche to the other. So I don't really see like you know yeah. like it, it's like why like why not just make a game? I mean I get it I get why because they're an esports company right so they mm-hmm. want to keep that esports kind of pedigree going so that one niche to the other makes sense they want to they want to dip their hands into you know Evo they want to dip their hands into whatever the other fighting game tournaments are around the country so okay I get it but like. I I doesn't you know people like me and everyone else on this podcast like the, you know me Tim and and sh- and you too Sean like we don't really care about it because we don't really have any point of reference of League of Legends outside of this is a really super nerdy game yeah. <laughs> that super nerds play and like uh like you know and it's I don't know it, it just it doesn't appeal to us I, I would rather much rather prefer like an action adventure game something much more basic uh rpg or something like that you know like get Mm -hmm. me introduced to the characters let me know what the worlds are about what is this what is this league of legends i don't you know yeah like uh like you said we none of us here have much of a frame of reference for mobas um i don't know the ins and outs the lingo or anything like that i know how they work in theory the whole lane system and destroying the enemy base and all that but the Anything beyond the surface level, I have no idea. The same thing yeah. with like fighting games. Like I listen to a podcast, and they they don't exclusively talk about fighting games, but when they do, I just sort of glaze over. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they use so so many lingo and and industry terms. It's just like I don't, I don't know what, what they're talking, talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's, it, I, I feel like how my parents must have felt when I talked to them about Pokemon as a kid. I just like well, I just just happy to see that I'm excited about something, but just like I couldn't care less. When does this conversation stop? Uh, but I think you're right that uh, what they're basically doing is going from one niche genre to the next. Uh, fighting games are certainly more widespread than MOBAs. Um, League of Legends was popular just by virtue of the fact that it was Fortnite before Fortnite in terms of its popularity and streaming popularity. Um, which helped catapult it into global status and esports status. Um, so I, I don't know how, if it's dropped in popularity since Fortnite. You know, if Fortnite's like stolen attention away, but clearly they're still doing well enough to say they're going to make a new game. Now, what I'd like to know is, uh, do you guys think that this fighting game will use the same? Uh, financial model as League of Legends in which it was a free-to-play game but the heroes need to be purchased with either in-game currency or money and that every week or month it rotates in new characters and old characters out. Tim, do you think it will use the League of Legends model? Sorry, just repeat that again. Uh, so are you aware of like, how League of Legends makes its money? How it, how it does... It's characters, whatnot. Like uh, with skins and like microtransactions. Well, basically, that, yeah, like, like League of Legends is free to play, 
uh, and you have like a you don't have there are characters unlocked but they're, they're rotated in and out so right. you have like 20 to choose from for that week but any that you unlock yourself are you can use whenever right okay and do you think they would use that model for a fighting game uh i mean i guess it's possible i mean they I mean, I guess they have... Like, do you think they'd import some of the characters from League of Legends into this fighting game, or...? I have to imagine... I'm betting on this being a League of Legends fighter, but it's not confirmed that it is, but if it isn't, then it's like, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, you think they would. But, I mean, if they were going to do a rotation like that, you'd think they need, like, a decent pool of characters to choose from. Right. So. Right. Which I certainly have in League of Legends, but it's like they can't implement all those characters into the fighting game from the start. Right. Which, you know, that's I don't know how many they have, but even when I played years ago, they had a lot. Mm. David, do you think they're gonna try this free-to-play model with microtransactions and characters to unlock kind of deal? I I don't know because fighting game characters they take a lot of time to develop. Mm-hmm. So if they were to do that like weekly I don't, I don't really see it possible as something that they can do weekly I mean if you look at like Smash Ultimate mm-hmm. you know we get a DLC character I think now like every three or four months now so it, you know it, it, it takes time and I don't see Riot kind of beating that that uh, that development period mm-hmm I do see them taking on like maybe something like what Capcom is doing with with Street Fighter Five, kind of like Street Fighter Five was a platform that someone that maybe you you bought into, and then like a, a low upfront cost, and then you kept like getting all these DLC fighters and stuff like that every. I, I think they do it like every twice a year or three times a year. So like mm-hmm. they, they, I see kind of that approach with the fighting game franchise i don't really see it as a as a league of legends thing just because i think that that that's a that's a business model that's been proven to work with fighting game communities and why would Mm -hmm. they want to go out of their way to kind of disrupt that you know what i'm saying like if people are already trained if, if fighting game fans are already trained that oh i need to buy a season pass in order to you know get unlock all these other characters then why would you want to disrupt that that way of thinking it it only only put more money in their pocket so right yeah it's a good point i I don't know um like the only reason i consider it was a the league of legends model made them a lot of money and probably continues to make them money and b fighting games are somewhat trying to ease themselves into the microtransactions market you look at the latest uh mortal kombat game and even though it was a full price game it was loaded with microtransactions, so much so that people complained en masse that NetherRealm Studios had to make changes because I think they had like six different currencies in the game and people just couldn't keep track of like, how do I get this item? How do I get these currencies? It, it's so confusing and it, it felt almost confusing to the point that it felt intentionally confusing. So people would just be like, screw it, just take $5 and give me the thing that I want because yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Um, that's a good point, yeah. But, you know, that's games in general at this point. Microtransactions <laughs> are unfortunately becoming 
a reality of the genre, and it's up to you, listeners, to fight back against it. So yeah, Riot working on a new fighting game. We don't know anything else other than they're working on it, and when it's that early in the stages, do not get attached to the idea that it could go away tomorrow. Alright, our final news story of the day before we talk about our topic. Skatebird game denied place on Epic Game Store because the developers also wanted the game to be on Steam. So, uh, <clears throat> on July 30th, uh, Megan Fox, not the Megan Fox, but uh, the founder of Glass Bottom Games and the, and the maker of Skatebird, uh, gave an interesting tidbit, as she calls it, on Twitter. She said, Epic doesn't want Skatebird. They say they're focusing on exclusives, and Skatebird promised Steam keys in its Kickstarter. She says KS, but that's Kickstarter. Therefore, nah. I suppose that may change by our launch, but it seemed like an interesting data point anyways. Um, As the Twitter thread goes on, uh, she's not really defending Epic, but she is trying to calm people's hostile reactions to this. She's saying, you know, they're just running their business, this is how they do things, but... Uh, to sort of rephrase and summarize what's going on, they try uh, Glass Bottom Game tried to get Skatebird on Epic's game store, and Epic said no because you're also putting it on Steam. And it is unclear whether Epic approached them first or the developer approached Epic first. Either way, it fell through because Epic wants exclusivity. They don't want any games that are on their platform to also be on Steam. Uh, and it seems to imply that Megan Fox uh, promised Steam keys in the Kickstarter, and she said that was just the nature of the industry at the time. You know, when you said you promised PC release, it's coming out on Steam. Um, but she promised Kickstarter, and she wanted to maintain that promise, and Epic was like, mm, no. No, we don't want... If we want it, we don't want Steam to have it. So, David, your thoughts on Epic saying no thanks to a game that would also be on Steam? I mean, I if you have your game on Steam, like why would you want it on Epic Game Store too? Like I'm trying to, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. My is guess it, is uh, increased visibility. That's it. Yeah, but don't most everyone who has Epic Game Store has Steam? So it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? probably. So it's like I, I don't know. Like it, it seems like, I mean, I get it. You want, yeah, of course, you want your your game everywhere, you know, as in, in as many avenues as possible. Totally understand that. I could totally get behind that reasoning. But like, this is a little different because it's, it's a PC gaming space. You know, I, I feel like with Epic Game Store being relatively new. Everyone ha- and ev- Steam being the way it is, it's kind of ubiquitous at this point. But putting that aside, uh, I you know I kind of agree with the developer. Like th- this is this their business model. Like I, they have every right to just deny. I, I it's their platform. You know, it's their store. If someone came into your store and was like, "Hey, I want to put my game, you know, or my whatever lasagna in your store," and you're like, "Nah, I don't want your lasagna in my store. I don't even know you." And mm-hmm. you leave, you know, like you you have every right to, to deny them, you know. You don't, whatever. It's your store, you know. Yeah, you pay the rent, you pay the bills. So I, you know, like I, I don't really, I, I, you know, 
I don't really see any controversy here. I, it's just it's their store. And they didn't want the game. That's fine. That's all. Yeah, I think if nothing else, and I'm not saying this is how they planned it, <clears throat> but if they did, it's pretty genius. Uh, Glass Bottom game, they went to Epic, and or Epic came to them, and if they had said yes, we will let you on our store, then they get the benefit of increased visibility because the problem a lot of indie developers have with Steam is that they don't get as much visibility as right. on Epic because right, right. Epic has like ten games and Steam has ten thousand. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a very good. Uh, point. So if they if they had gotten the deal, they would have gotten increased visibility, and they would have been able to keep their promise and show that it is possible to keep a promise. If they didn't get the deal, which is what happens, then she gets to go on Twitter and kind of say, "Ah, eh, epic deal fell through," and she gets good, uh, good brownie points with the yeah, gaming PR. community yeah. for just providing more evidence to shit on Epic. Uh, yeah. So it's win-win for this developer either way. Um, That's a good point. I, I think. Point. I think you're right. Like it's it is epic. What they say goes. It's their store, and if they want to run it the way they want to run it, that's their business. Um, it doesn't mean they're free of consequences, and a business is still a business still has to listen to the consumers. The consumers still determine a business uh, livelihood. Uh, whether or not it will live or die. Um, so yeah. if Epic, you know, did some really horrible stuff or continues to do horrible stuff, they will lose out on the store. Uh, I feel like they will have to do something catastrophically evil on par with a James Bond villain in order to completely fail because that Fortnite money is not drying up anytime soon. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, she... She found a way to kind of make a win-win situation about this. So, you know, either she got to be increased visibility or she got to say, I'm going to keep my promises to my Kickstarter people, which is something that's kind of been falling through with a lot of developers like Shenmue 3. And people are just happy to see that. So, uh, but Tim, what are your thoughts on the Skatebird Epic Steam situation? Well, first I'll say um, I was looking a little, like, Gameplay snippet of Skateburb. It's actually pretty adorable. It's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I, I haven't heard of it before, but just these cute little birds and like like tech decks just skating around yeah. the table. If, so if cool. there's if there's not a hawk in the game named Tony, then it's like, why'd you make this game? Oh my oh. dude! Like, why did you even do this? Yes, that's such a good idea. Yes, yes, I, yes, 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 yes. I would yes, be surprised yes. if that's not like already <laughs> in there already. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be flabbergasted. Like a little baby hawk, so it can like fit on the skateboard. Yeah. That's such a good idea. Exactly. Um, I but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how I feel about this totally. But I, I mean, I guess it's in Epic's right to, you know, curate their own store and dictate who comes on it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess if anything, it seems like. Uh, the dev is maintaining their promise of Steam keys to those yeah. who kickstarted under that premise, which I guess mm-hmm. is nice considering how the opposite has seemingly been true with some yeah. with some exclusivity stuff that Epic's been snagging up in the past number of months or so. 
So I guess that's a silver lining of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if nothing else, this is a boon for this game. It's going to get some more extra visibility because we're talking about it now because of this situation. Uh, so some people who might not have heard about it might hear about it now. Uh, and it's one more reason for people to shit on Epic, which yeah. everyone enjoys. Uh, but check out Skatebird. It's super adorable. Even if you don't plan to buy it, just look at those little tiny birds on little tech decks yeah. jumping over staplers and little ramps. It's super cute. So cute. I love Skatebirds. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like David right. is a first customer or one of the first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skatebirds. All right. Yep. So those are our news stories today. We're now going to talk about our topic of the show, which is another news story, but it is a developing news story that continues to become interesting, and that is Indie Game Ooblets, I think that's how you say it, Ooblets, goes epic exclusive as told through incredibly condescending post. So, a Indie Game going epic exclusive, that's nothing new. I mean, that's, that's kind of become the norm. And it's even to the point where people are like, we get it. Epic will pay for the entire development. They will ensure your livelihood, even though this game sells zero copies on Epic. Pretty much people are like, we get that you put it on Epic. It's understandable. It's okay. But Ooblets, on their uh, official page, decided to announce this, rather than having like Epic announce it or just say, we're going Epic exclusive, as most of these things kind of get announced. Um, they sort of talked about it. And they talked about it in a very snarky way, uh, very um, uh, review snippets. Uh, uh, they said, here's what the Epic folks are doing. First, they teach every kid in the world those obnoxious dances, and now they're offering funding to game developers in exchange for PC exclusivity on their game store. This is exactly what Marx warned us about. Just imagine if other companies got in their head to offer funding in exchange for exclusives. What would be next? Game consoles paying for a game exclusive on the console? Netflix playing for exclusive shows, newspapers paying for exclusive articles, it'd be some sort of late capitalist dystopia. So, clearly, they're really trying to take the piss out of this one. They're really being sarcastic and snarky about this. And the reason people have taken issue with this is, A, they're glossing over the the reason people are actually complaining about Epic Games Store, and B, even when they do address those complaints, they kind of dismiss them like, you're just being crybabies. Um, yeah. So it was a very condescending post. People really didn't like it. It was a bad way to go about it. So what do they do? Well, they could have apologized for it. They could have said, we warded this wrong. We tried to be fun. We tried to, you know, to kind of make some humor about the situation that we knew a lot of people wouldn't be happy with, you know, which is what, the, what people thought they were doing. Instead, they decided to double down. And uh, when people started to ask questions and raise concerns about the Epic Game Store, they started to call them crying man babies and gamers in a very uh, dis- uh, derogatory way and just sort of just saying, you know, who cares? Um, there are some uh, links to uh, pictures that are screenshots taken from, I assume it's their official Discord. Uh, one user, Deadly Penguin, uh, brings up that he really wanted to buy the game, and he doesn't have a problem with Epic itself, but the game Epic does not support 
the currency that his country uses. It does not currently have the wide support that Steam uses. Uh, and so he would not be able to buy the game. And uh, one of the developers said, you'll have to wait, I guess. Nobody owes you the game. Which, I guess is true, but not the way you want to go about it. Um, and a, another one, uh, there's a whole list of different um, reactions they had on Discord. Uh, basically, the developers were basking in the hate that they were now getting yeah. and saying, this is evidence that gamers are cry, whiny, crying man babies who pound their fists when they don't get their way. This is the proof that we all needed, that you guys are awful and you suck and you don't deserve our game kind of thing. Um, uh, one of the developers said on the Discord, or I believe that's Discord, at the end of the day, it's open to whoever wants to support the Patreon. We don't need the money from there now, though. So pretty much them saying, Ooh. thanks for supporting us on Patreon, but we don't need your money, so fuck off and die. Damn, did they really say that? They That's really said, fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know the context of why he said that, but <laughs> just them yeah, that's fucked like, basically shitting on good. their customer base saying yeah we got epic money now nanana boo boo stick your head and do it what are you gonna do about it <laughs> yeah. because we Why? got we got the money what are you gonna do about it you know i yeah, yeah. i have to just a picture of these developers before this were kind of sitting in their their development office they had their computers that were a little bit out of date and they're working hard and they're eating ramen and and they're they're struggling and they're getting that patreon money and they love their fans and then they get the epic money, and now they're wearing fur coats and monocles going, mm, these damn plebeians, they're <laughs> angry at the gates again. Please pour some hot oil on them. You know, just... Damn, you do that really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do several voices on my stream, by the way, when oh, I like, yeah? read okay. things, and that's one of the voices I can do well. I, I know that. Please keep doing the voices. Uh, they're very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll read the next... Uh, we have another development, because Tim Sweeney himself, the... Epic CEO and pretty much the spokesman for uh, Epic and all the things going on had an official statement to make about this. So it seems likely he might try to douse some of the fires, which Epic really isn't able to do because they kind of just throw gasoline on fires, but at least it would show that he's trying. (laughs) So he said, In response to community feedback, I reviewed the tone of the Ooblets exclusivity statement and wish to make a following official statement. It was awesome. And so, <laughs> Tim Sweeney basically saying, we agree 100% with the tone. Fuck all y'all, you peasants. Go yeah. buy a coffin to die in. We don't Fuck care. Fuck all y'all, you peasants. <laughs> exactly. And just, oh boy, this is just, this is a situation that was bad from the start. And that the developers, do you remember that scene from SpongeBob SquarePants, where there's a there's a paint bubble floating. He's like, "What could be worse than a paint bubble?" And Patrick's like, "Oh, I know, two paint bubbles." Yeah. And it's bigger and bigger, <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse. And he's just like, yeah, "What yeah. could make this worse? Bigger paint bubble." It's just, oh, <laughs> well, boy, they yeah, were yeah. basking in this. At least in that situation, it all kind of worked out. Yes, in that situation, it worked out. <laughs> that one worked which, out. Which... I don't know how well this is going to work out. Yeah, um, it should be noted. I don't think Ooblets was a Kickstarter game, so it's not 
people didn't pay for the game already, but there was Patreon supported. And Patreon is different than Kickstarter. Uh, right. Patreon is more like you're paying for the continued development of something. Yeah. Whereas Kickstarter is like, I want to buy this game plus these things, depending on how much you spend. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get some thoughts. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on the Ooblets developer? Let me find out their name, in fact. Uh, I believe it's something like... Uh, shoot, I can't find out their name. Uh, anyway, the Ooblets developer saying how they phrased their move to Epic and how they've continued to respond to Backlash. Well, I think it's uh, Glumberland. It's the name of the... Glumberland, of okay. The dev. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's probably... They could... You know, it's, this is a new thing these days. People do master classes. They could probably have <laughs> one about how not to speak with your... <laughs> fan base do, do a ted talk on this yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean again this the game actually looks pretty cute and oh, interesting yeah. it does so it's, yeah. it's it look, they too bad they, yeah they described it in the <laughs> faq as it's like harvest moon meets pokemon meets animal crossing That's and cool. apparently it was originally going to have like sort of rpg turn-based fighting but they decided let's make it dance fighting so they're not, they're not hitting each other. They're dancing, and they're not, you're not damaging AP. You're doing ego damage, so you make the person go home when they're embarrassed or whatever. It That's sounded hilarious. super cute. But wow, I don't want to buy this game now. Yeah. They have, like... It's so, like, bad, though. It's like, I really want to. <laughs> you know? I know. They have, like... I'm on the website where they had that original post, and I guess... They're having the characters like flossing, which is kind of oh, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, silly yeah. and dumb. But it's like seeing a little like the mushroom dude and those other guys doing it. It's just like that's so freaking adorable. <laughs> yeah, and, and clearly they were trying to like sort of like soften the blows. Like, hey, look at that. We're you know sort of be almost self-deprecating. Like, hey, look at us. We're we're epic people now. We're doing flossing. We're adding flossing to the game. Just sort of like you know kind of. But no, that's not what happened. Yeah. I mean, I did. I didn't. I actually. I think I saw. I was watching a video this morning from uh, Jim Sterling, but I hadn't seen like all the various uh, like Discord posts and stuff they made. Really mm. not good. They just really not good. Really constantly like, like you know maybe like if it was just this post on its own, it's like uh, you know maybe they're trying to get something across, but just didn't do it quite right or. Yeah. Someone didn't look over it, didn't have like a second or third pair of eyes. But then it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, they keep doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> yeah. Respond to these people. That first post is like, wow, that's pretty bad. Maybe they should get a PR person with this epic money because uh, this doesn't look great. But, you know, people make mistakes. But the response to the backlash has been, oh, no, they're assholes. Yeah. Okay. That's what's happening. Uh, I did want to read another thing that they had written. You'll have to install EGS Epic Games Store if you want to buy Ooblets on PC. I know that's asking a lot, but I believe in you and your ability to download a free thing and create a user account. If you haven't done so already, to play Fortnite, which I know you have. It's like, ah, uh, you know, again, missing the point of why people don't like Epic Games Store. Yes, it's easy to download and make a free account. That's not what the issue people have with it. Yeah. Uh, but David, 
what were your thoughts on this? Uh, I think I mean, if you put it lightly, fiasco. Oh man, I'm so conflicted. These, if you go on like the Ooblets page where they have all the creatures that are in the game, mm-hmm. they have like some called Chicka Ding Ding. Awesome, it's adorable. so cute. <laughs> oh, oh man, they have like little little pandas and stuff. Anyway, no, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you put it pretty well. Like you have this is a case example of why you need PR people you know to kind of handle your game i mean like this this is mm-hmm. this is terrible and and you know it, it like one of the number one rules of of pr is you never go against your publics right you never go yeah. against the person that the people that you are marketing toward and you always go mm-hmm. with public opinion you know even if the public opinion you don't necessarily agree with personally yeah. you have to kind of uh sway and sh- not sway minds, but you have to convince them, hey, this is a good thing for us. This is something that's going to help us give a, give you a better game. So please, you mm-hmm. know, allow us to, to, to have this opportunity. And then, you know, for, for people who want to uh, enjoy it on Steam, they'll have their chance. It'll come down the road. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to really help us get this out of the gate. And I, I, I really, I think if they, they just worded it that way, it would have been fine. But them obviously doing it this way it was not the right way to go and ah, man it just it just sucks <laughs> because the game is the game is so nice and cheery and and it, you know it, it's the complete kind of antithesis of what of what their comments are right it's almost yeah. a little uh i don't know like artistic in a way like how the art how the artists are, are I, I don't know like there's always some kind of artistry going on here where the game is so bright and cheerful but the, the people who are actually making the game are <laughs> yeah. kind of cynical <laughs> you yeah know? like that um, happened with like the other indie game uh like yik or yeek i don't know how you say it oh, yeah, but it yeah, got into a lot yeah. of pro- controversy and rather than help uh dull that fire the developer just made it way worse yeah and and i you know i get and we'll, I guess we'll touch on this a, a little a little later, but like I get there there some of the points that they make where this well this is our game, you know yeah. like don't tell us what to do. I get that, but you know like uh, I don't know when when it comes to some of their other comments, I don't I don't really see what they're talking about. So you know yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing all the way around. Yeah, it, it's. This is why you need PR people. And it, it, it makes it seem like indie developers are more volatile and shittier than yeah. uh, big developers. I don't think that's the case. It's just that the big developers take the time to hire a PR person who will write a script of talking points and tell them, don't talk about this, focus on this, here's how you pivot away from this question. That kind of thing. That helps smooth over an image. Whereas these indie developers, they just have themselves out there. And yeah. sometimes that's not great because people are shitty, you know, by and large. Um, uh, you know, I'm surprised that Epic Games didn't give them, like, I, they didn't, like, handle this, you know? Like, yeah. I, I think you brought this up before, right? Because, it, you know, you would have, you're an Epic Game exclusive game, you know? So you would have, uh, you would be representing the firm in, in some way, right? In some aspect, 
So this is not a good look for Epic in the sense that, you know, they're they're not. I mean, it's not a good look for them, you know, just just at the surface. But like, you know, if you this is not a good look when you turn in terms of communications, in terms of, you know, messaging. Like, why are they not controlling? You know, why why are they not regulating this somehow? Like, they couldn't have they couldn't get like a. They, I mean, Epic Games Store. They, they're big enough now where they have. They probably have like a third-party relations team, right? Like Sony has one, Microsoft has one. I'm pretty sure that 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 uh, Epic Games Store has one. So, like, why didn't they just get this third-party uh, representative to go out to to the Ooplets team and be like, "Listen, guys, uh, before you say anything, before you announce anything, uh, I mean, this could all be done like via a phone call or an email." Hey, you know, let's let's look over your announcement. Let's you know, let's kind of uh, edit it a little bit so we can word it a little better, stuff like that. And then you know, when it came to the actual interactions with the Discord, hey guys, do you want us to handle it? We'll handle it ourselves. We want to really control the messaging here. This is a very sensitive topic. You know, like they're not stupid. They know that it's it's very sensitive for a lot of PC gamers. So why would they? I don't know. Like it just. That part is yeah. really weird to me. Yeah, yeah. So. Like like you're saying, like this is not the first time Epic has faced backlash for exactly this taking an exclusive right. to their store. So they should have anticipated this. And like I'd have to imagine, like if I worked at Epic, I'd be like, okay, we're signing this deal. Before you say anything, uh, either let me communicate you with you. Uh, we can we can work on a script together of what you need to say on Twitter. Keep it short and sweet, and don't let there's. We don't want to put there's too much there for people to interpret and pick apart like we just did because they said a lot. Yeah. Or say here's the script, here's the here's the uh, framework. Uh, hi, we are insert developer here. We worked on insert game here. We are now Epic exclusive. We love you all. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to say. And then from then yeah. on, we'll handle the PR. You know. Yeah. Just just do something like that. But Epic, either Epic did do that, or. Either Epic did that and the developers ignored them and say, we know best. We know how to talk to our fan base. We know the voice, which I can understand them thinking, but boy, were they wrong. So either Epic did and they ignored them or Epic just kind of said, hey, you're you're on our thing now. Good luck out there telling everyone because, Mm -hmm. you know, we've done it before and it didn't work out, so... I mean, you have to imagine there was some kind of dialogue at some point, right? Obviously, this is I would hope so. Yeah. So, like, but like, you know, it, it also shows how kind of I, I, I don't know. I, I use this term because I have, for lack of a better term, but like, kind of lazy. Epic Game Store is like, why wouldn't they yeah. go through the effort? You know, like it, it's just come on, dudes. Like, we know that your brand image isn't the best right now. You're not mm-hmm. doing anything to like. This is only another kind of. Uh, uh, example of Epic Game Store not doing anything to to help their image, you know, that yeah. they're 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 just like very nonchalant about this shit, and it's it's really concerning, you know, and it kind of it, again back to the artistry thing, like it kind of vibes well with their platform because <laughs> they're not putting <laughs> a lot of effort into it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. No shopping cart, no like whatever, right? So like, <laughs> you, like, it, it, it's like, like who's who's really, I, I, who's really behind that big game story? I, you know, like they have a lot of money. You know, like, why aren't they investing it into bigger team, into you know communications, which is so important. 
it's so, yeah. it's so bizarre. Maybe it's like it's this incre- this push for increased visibility for industry people, primarily through right. Twitter. Like we want to hear from we want to hear from the horse's mouth, and unfortunately, uh, sometimes these people don't have uh, control of their Twitter. You know, sometimes like sometimes like a PR firm will actually run the Twitter account for somebody, and sometimes it's run by that actual person. And when that happens, sometimes you get some bad situations uh yeah but as for who's running epic at this point the only logical conclusion i can come to is this developer went to epic's office thanked tim sweetie shook his hand walked out of the office and the moment the door closed tim sweetie fell over the desk because tim sweeney is a puppet and the hand up his ass is <laughs> gabe newell and this is an elaborate an elaborate ploy to increase steam's uh image because before epic games Store, steam was kind of losing steam it's true uh yeah. people were kind of like you know steam your, your, your storefront's kind of shitty you haven't made a game you've only ever made one game that was an original idea all of your games are based on someone else's idea so it was going on but then epic comes along and it's like now we have a villain now we have someone to fight against so it's, it's all game duel that's what they've been working on instead of half-life 3 is crafting the epic game store That'd be hilarious. It is a beautiful act of Machiavellian art. You've cracked um, it. I, I have. <laughs> because I hope I have, because then that means Val will start coming after me, and they'll crisscross with Rockstar and Epic, and it'll be a big uh, Benny Hill clusterfuck. Dude, you you got to start hiding, dude. I don't, I don't know where you live in now, but you got to start. I, I've started putting Sinful up around my walls just in case. Yeah. Um, yep. I do want to read another one of the. Uh, there's a whole list. Um, of Discord uh, comments they made. One was made by a user. He said, yeah, but you've got to realize you aren't just talking directly to 4chan Redditors. That's opposed to everyone who is, was interested in the project. I get the pre-frustration. But, like, come on, man. Killed my enthusiasm for the game to see the blog being so condescending to all your fans. So this was a pretty reasonable complaint. He tried to phrase it as diplomatically as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the developer's reply was the frothing anger over literally a free game launcher you don't like is proof that the tone matched the target of that tone and the target is not the audience of Ooplets who is honestly above that stuff so basically he's saying I'm happy with the tone of the message because actual fans of Ooplets are smarter than you so wow. they're not going to get mad if you're smart, shows, you won't get mad at this. Just basically, just so on his high horse that there's three horses stacked on top of each other. It's it's such a disconnection with his actual audience, too. Exactly, it's like, yeah. damn. Uh, and one more thing from the actual blog post. There's a lot there you can read. They actually post a lot. And I can understand the effort, which was tried to be as visible as possible, and answer questions before they're asked so there's no misinformation spread. Of course, it went belly up. Um, he talked about the complaints about the Epic Game Store not having enough features. And he said, or she said, I think it was the woman who did the blog post, uh, but all the comments have been primarily from the guy. Uh, As a user of both Steam and Epic Game Store myself, I haven't had any issues with using Epic Game Store to buy and play games personally. That's a problem just because no one likes to hear, I'm having this problem with X, and the reply is, well, I haven't had that problem. It's like, no one cares don't 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 contribute. Yeah. But regarding the features that are still missing, that's just sort of the way software is developed. 
things take a lot longer to develop properly than people tend to realize, and nobody comes to the market with perfect software. That's true. I remember way back when I plopped into disk for Half-Life 2 into my PC for the first time and was forced to install this new thing called Steam, which, by the way, people did not like when it was first announced. So, It was barely functional mess back then, and as anyone who has used it from that time period can tell you, it's had like 15 years to improve. That's true. If it wasn't worthwhile to improve, it wouldn't have been, and you wouldn't still be usable using it. Maybe. I'm sure there's a team of folks working on launch features for EGS, Epic Game Store, but their work depends on the platform being worthwhile for a market share perspective to keep going. Here's the problem. Yes, it took Steam 15 years to get to where it is now, and it's still far from perfect. There's a lot of problems with it, but it has a lot of features. You yeah. can't say, well, Epic needs 15 years to get up to that speed because Epic yeah. didn't come out at the same time as Steam. It, Steam it's came such out, a non-argument. Yeah, yeah Steam came out in a, in a climate of 15 years ago. Things were different back then. Online stores weren't exactly uh, common. Steam was like the first of its kind. They didn't know what they were doing. It was new territory. It was, you know... Yeah, but Epic is. She's saying, "Well, Epic Game Store came out. It's going to take them a while." It's like, no, yeah. maybe like some like nice features. It could take them a little bit while, but things like a shopping cart and a search function that should be standard when you're yeah. launching your Epic Game Store. That should be standard. And if you don't believe me, look at like the other launches that have la- uh, came out. Uh, good old games, uh, Origin, UPlay. None of them are perfect. But they all came out with basic features like a shopping cart and a search function. But Epic yeah. Game Store is just like, no, we got to get this stuff out now. I don't care if it's not ready. Put it out there now. Hope for the best. So I to mean, say it's, it's, yeah. it, it needs 15 years is ridiculous because it's not in the same time period as Steam. I'm not going to say, like, I don't disagree. Like, I, I, agree, I agree with her in the sense that, like, okay, you know, it's free launcher. You know, not a, not a big deal to download a launcher, whatever. Who cares, right? But like, mm-hmm. and I get that. I get that. That that's what the well, husband and the wife were kind of indicating, right? I get mm-hmm. that. But what I have a problem with is, and, you know, and I, and I agree with them in that case. But would I actually ever say that? Yeah. You know, if I'm trying to sell a game to yeah. people who very clearly do not like, like it, it, you know, I no, I wouldn't. Like, you know, even if I personally believe that, and I'm trying, but I'm trying, you know. If I'm developing a game and I and I want it to sell well and I want it to mar- and I want to market it, you want to appeal to as many people as you possibly can, right? So exactly. it's like, why would you like? Don't put your personal. It's like bringing politics into your, you know, <laughs> into yeah. like, you know, like it doesn't make any sense. Like, just don't yeah. don't alienate people. Don't make people angry because you want to sell people this game. Like, it just yeah. ugh, it's, it's never just such a nightmare. Never say more than you have to when you're trying right. to sell your game. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to say too much because you don't want to... The more you say, the more you run the risk of saying something stupid. That of course. Comes to hate. Yeah. You know, keep it short and sweet to the point. Factual, boom, done. It might make it might be boring. It might not be as fun to tweet out. But what would you rather have? A successful game or Twitter followers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Let's get to our question of the day to sort of wrap up this topic. Um, and this sort of will touch on Kickstarter as well. 
so David, do developers owe anything to their backers slash patrons, uh, donators, whatever you call it, people yeah, who gave them I money? I think in, in this case it was like uh, like patrons, right? So yeah. yeah. Uh, you see that that's a good question because it, it, it in, in this case, I mean, yeah. Kind of because, like you know, like I mean, well, if they're if they're fun, if they're giving you money to make the game, then yeah, of course, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. If it's like if it's like a game, you know, let's if you put that argument aside where they didn't give them any game, any money or whatever, then like you know, the, the, it starts getting more murky because it starts bringing into like the questions of artistry, like how how much should like a, a person, you know, say how much does a, a customer say? have a say on on someone's art right yeah um, so i get that but this is in this case it's much more like you're you were in part funded you know the way that you got this off the ground was through mm-hmm. the internet was through people that saw the your concepts for the game saw it, it in its early stages and allowed you to do this so yes you do owe you do have a commitment to them and you do owe it to yourself to listen to them i mean that's common sense you know like when you're (laughs) i I mean like when when someone contracts you for for work you know if you're a freelancer you're going to do whatever the hell they want you to do otherwise they won't pay you i mean yeah that's a different scenario because obviously you're not getting paid until the end but here it's you have the money up front so just fulfill the promise you know uh in in the sense of like uh, do they owe anything to them from a more like from uh, from a from a like business model standpoint, mm-hmm. if they didn't explicitly say it otherwise, well, I don't know because you know like if they I don't think they explicitly said like this was going to be. Uh, I think they just said it was going to be on Steam, right from the get go. Uh, patrons, I'm not sure. Generally, when games are announced, like on Kickstarter or Patreon. If they're announced to be on a PC, it's pretty much standard that it's going to be Steam because that's right. your, primarily your only option. No one goes exclusive with GOG. Uh, <laughs> and unless you're made by sure. EA, you're not going to go exclusive on Origin. Yeah, uh, right. So I don't know. But that was like in a climate before Epic Games Store. I don't know how long this game right. has been in development. But if it has been in development before Epic Games Store, I guarantee at one point they said... Yeah, so Sip will come out on PC via Steam. Because how else would they do it? In that case, it's it's kind of I I would kind of say no. They don't they don't really owe it to their if they didn't explicitly say it. You know, they they didn't explicitly say hey, you know, uh, I don't know. Like if they have if they had said from the get go, oh, you know, this is going to be on Steam. But they didn't explicitly say that it's not going to be on Epic Game Store. Then they don't owe anybody, you know. Like in, in this scenario, it's perfectly fine for them to be on Epic Game Store because they didn't say that they were not going to be on there, you know, from mm-hmm. the get go. So it's fine, you know. That's their business yeah. model. But but I I do think that you know the way that they could approach it could have been a lot better. Uh, uh, despite them not owing their their fan bases, you know any kind of uh, fulfill, fulfillment on that part, you know, like it's again, it's their game, so they could kind of put it wherever they want to put it. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a yes and no answer, and I'm sorry to kind of put it that way, but it, it really is because yeah, they owe to their to their backers uh, to kind of fulfill the game that they describe as promised, right? For, so mm-hmm. like from a cr- creative vision, sure, they owe it. They owe it. They owe that much, but from right. a business model, from a uh, you know, they if unless they explicitly said from the beginning this isn't going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive, which I really doubt because the Epic Game Store wasn't around back then, as you right. excellently pointed out, Sean. You know, they don't owe that to their backers, you know. So I, I, I don't see a problem with it. I do see a problem with the way that, obviously, the way that they fulfilled that, the way that they approached it, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah um, my thoughts too, but uh, Tim, I want to hear from you. Uh, let me re- uh, ask the question again. Do developers owe anything to their backers slash patrons? I guess... I don't know. I I guess it depends on, like, the context. Like, so, like, I think we talked about it before earlier, but, like, with Kickstarter, there's just, like, tiers and stuff of prizes you get. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. or rewards, and then Patreon is just donation-based. So, and this yeah. is Patreon, right? Or was it Yes. Uh, I haven't seen mention of a Kickstarter. They're primarily talking about Patreon, so I assume it's Patreon only. Okay. So then... So then, like, the idea is, like, do they owe people stuff? Like, because they back them on Patreon? It depends. Patreon works differently than Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter, you're putting money in uh, to get a promise. You know, the developer says, we're going to make this game. So you put your money in to help fund it, and any extra money goes towards uh, extra features. Um, usually that's how it works. And depending on the tier you get, you get those promised goods. The quality is not promised to you. It could come out and it could be you know, awful. But you got the game. You got your postcards or whatever else you pledged for. Uh, but it's not a pre-order. Uh, they are not legally bound to produce the item. They can get out of it if they can prove that they spent all the money on the developer on the development, couldn't get the product out, and just said we're out of money, so no game. And so they can't be held legally responsible. If they still have money left over, I think Kickstarter can be like, no, you have to either A, keep using that money to develop, or B, use what money you have left over to refund every single backer. Whether it's $0.10 cents or $100, you have to refund them. Uh, and that's where a lot of problems come up with like Kickstarter. People have a misunderstanding of what Kickstarter really is. Kickstarter is like an investment, and rather than getting a return of money, your return is the game or and plus or minus whatever other stuff you want to get from it. Patreon, Patreon, which is what they used, is not saying when we reach this amount of money, we will be able to make this product, in this case, Ooblets. Patreon is saying, we want to make Ooblets. Please help fund the continued development. So it's a monthly, yeah. you give $2 a month rather than saying, I'll pay $20 now for the promise of the game, and I'll get that when it's released. Whereas with Patreon, it's like, I will 
chip in $2 and that you'll get that every month along with everyone else's pitch. And that's going to go towards the development of the game. I don't know if they're if it's like Kickstarter where they're like they're legally bound to produce what they said they were producing. Uh, again, it's just a matter of where the law hasn't caught up with the software. So it's right. murky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess technically they don't owe them anything, but I mean, if people supported it, it was under the premise of a certain understanding of what the product would be if it comes mm-hmm. out. So, I guess if that vision changes or it's unexpectedly like flipped or something, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe there's an argument to be had there that they are owed something. At the yeah. very least, from a ethical standpoint, they might owe people something. But from a legal standpoint, it's far murkier. I know gamers, they like to say, let's do a class auction lawsuit, let's rise up against this company. It never happens. I think I've heard like maybe like two class action lawsuits that actually went to court against the company for something. Uh, I know there was one recently against uh, Nintendo's Joy-Cons. Uh, but oh, that's yeah. about it. There's so many calls to action for class action lawsuits that go nowhere. Um, I'm looking at their their Patreon uh, now, and it some Patreons will tell you how much money they're getting per month, but they've decided to hide that information. But you do see that they have a thousand and ninety four patrons, um, and the lowest amount you can chip in is one dollar. That's the lowest amount of tier. And it goes up to $100 a month. Uh, and like Kickstarter, each tier gives you different benefits. Um, for some reason, the $10 tier just says, all you get is pictures of our cats. I don't, I don't know who the hell is running this game. This is so weird. Um, strange, yeah. So even if every patron on that page is just doing $1, which is not the case. There's no way every one of them is just doing $1. But let's say that they are. This developer is getting $1,000 a month. Which, depending on where they live, is not a lot to support you month to month. Uh, but it's it's a good chunk. It, it can get you um, a, a good step of the way to like electrical bills and groceries and rent and all that stuff. And just paying yourselves for development. Uh, yeah. But it's probably more than $1,000 a month. And now they have this epic money. And that guy said, you know, what? Did, I want to read it again. At the end of the day, it's open to whoever wants to support the Patreon. We don't need the money from there now, though. So he's basically saying we, we just don't need that revenue. Which is ridiculous because yeah. that's still $1,000 a day. Who? How much yeah. is Epic paying you to where it's not even worth clicking except the money? It's like, oh, I just... I cannot be bothered to accept such a pitiful amount. It's ridiculous. What does a thousand dollars buy? Even a banana? It's ridiculous. Like, but yeah, it's it's like Patreon. They don't legally owe you anything, and people like to think that they do. But it's, I mean, someone with more 
uh, legal expertise and I can like pour through the terms of service and figure out what's the actual situation. But I've never heard of a developer who failed to produce the game being forced to give the people something other than a refund if they had the money. If they can prove they don't have any money, they don't have to give a refund. They're just like, no, yeah. we don't have it. Uh, maybe Epic will give out refunds for this game, though. But the problem is no one's bought it. It's a Patreon. No one's actually physically bought the game is the problem. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the downside to supporting a game on Patreon. You're not buying the game. Whereas if you support someone like an artist or something like that, you're just supporting them to continue doing art. Uh, and sometimes you get like exclusive yeah. things or whatever. It's uh, kind of, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind, kind of, of uh, it's kind of, I don't know, like, like I wouldn't do it. it. I, mean, I love the game, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I love how it looks. I mean, I don't love the game, I haven't played it, obviously. But like, I love how it looks, I love the, the character in it, you know, it's very charming. But I wouldn't give them any of my, mom, my money if I knew, because I don't know anything about, you know, like, I, I know about the game, kind of. But I don't know anything about the people who are making it. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, personally, like I wouldn't give any of my hard-earned money to a game that, you know, who knows? Like, they could be, you know, human traffickers or something on the side. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, yeah. it's like, it, it's like, I don't, uh, you're not getting the game back is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Kickstarter's model, it, it just makes more sense for games. Like, for this, it's like, okay, you're supporting an artist, quote-unquote, and you're getting these rewards, like a picture of their cat or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, you really don't know anything about it, whereas Kickstarter, you're kind of more guaranteed something in return. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I don't know. It, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to, to go on Patreon and, and, and ask for money for a game. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, you're, not, you're not getting anything. In, you're not giving anything in return, you know? Yeah, uh, some some patrons will give you something in return, but again, that's for like artists and writers. Uh, they'll like. I say, mean, they'll give you something in return, but it's very. If for, for like artists, you know, they'll give you like a print or something. Yeah, right? yeah, they'll do like a commission work for you or something. Right, but for like a video game, what could they give you? Like concept art, maybe. Like they yeah. give you like, I don't know, like a tune or two or a soundtrack or something. But like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It it, it just it just makes more sense to me like we you have a kickstart and you have goals where you know it's not one two dollars it's like because i think patreon is much more like one two dollar type of thing kickstart is much more like you could set parameters where it, it's i mean yeah you could set parameters on patreon too for sure but like the, the, yeah. the norm is that the norm and patreon is like one two dollars like from what i've seen kickstarter yeah. it's much more kind of like the norm is Okay, you could do a dollar and you'll get our thanks, but the next tier after that is, you know, ten, and then it goes exponentially higher from there. It goes like mm-hmm. sixty, a hundred, two hundred, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't yeah. know. And you're getting something in return for each of those, you know, I, yeah. except for the one dollar, you get a thank you, whatever yeah. it cares, right? But like from the other ones, you know, you're actually getting something physical, if not physical, then digital in return. So it mm-hmm. makes it just makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I think the best way to put it is Kickstarter. When you kickstart something, you're an investor. And Kickstarter is good for when you want to support the creation of a product. Patreon is your, I guess, a beneficiary. I don't know what the the term would be. But you're not buying a product with Patreon. You're supporting the creator. 
Yeah, you're you know, kind of like a, a donator. Like, like you're kind of yeah. like a, just a patron. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly. really what the def- it's in the name, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. if you see a game on Patreon, I, I I wouldn't recommend supporting it. This is no. this has honestly happened before uh, for other things where they something was uh, a project was supported on Patreon and it was supported for a long time and the guy got thousands of dollars, but he, then he just decided I don't want to do this anymore. And just took the money and left. And he's legally allowed to do that. Yeah, he won't exactly. be allowed. He won't be making any uh, successful Kickstarter patrons after that. But he can do that. Um, and speaking as someone who has a Patreon, you know, you're not buying something from Patreon. You're supporting someone who you like what they do, and you want them to continue doing it. So you're trying to support their yeah. livelihood through that. Uh, yeah. There's no stipulation for Patreon saying the money you get from this has to go towards the supplies for whatever mm-hmm. you're working on. You know, it, right. it just says this is just money for you. Right. Um, so yeah. Pretty messy situation. Uh, I think we all agree that whether or not Ooblets is owed to anyone can be up in the air, but how they handled this situation was unequivocally bad. And mm-hmm. To anyone out there who's considering pirating this game, I do not advocate piracy of this game. Don't pirate things. That being said, keep in mind that games that go with Epic, their entire development is paid for. So if you didn't buy the game or you pirated it, they don't care. They have all the money they need. So if the reason that's stopping you from pirating is that you don't want to take money away from developers? Well, that's not an option. That's not an issue now. Still, don't don't pirate. Don't mm-mm, don't do that. But you not know, good. it's an option. Just mm-mm, but you know, think about it. But don't. But maybe. Uh, so yeah, that was our show for today. Um, we talked a lot about things, some positive things, some negative things. We covered this Ooblets thing. This is something I'm going to keep an eye on because this can only develop further. Uh, either there, either this develop, developer will go completely radio silent, they will make things worse, or they will have to eat crow and they will have to apologize profusely, which won't do any good, but it'll be fun to see. Uh, David, Tim, uh, do you have anything else to add uh, before we leave? Yeah, just to, to send us off with the whole Ooblets discussion, I'd like to... Leaving a leaving a good note with some other names of like the little creatures. David, you mentioned Chickadingding. <laughs> yeah, Chickadingding. I jotted down some others that I saw. So we have uh, Gloopy Longlegs, Lump Stump, <laughs> Rad Lad, <laughs> Snurfler, and Wiggle Whip. Adorable. I love it. The developers do not deserve your money, but that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, sad thing is for them even though this game will be technically successful because Epic has paid for it they're never going to make another successful game again because I think by the time they because Epic has said they're not going to continue doing this exclusivity thing forever they don't have the funds to do this you know, forever so by the time this developer tries to make a new game that exclusivity deal might not be happening anymore and they might have to look at Patreon or Kickstarter, and it's not going to go great. Mm. Uh, David, any final thoughts for our listeners? Oh, 
Robles is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, it's a messy situation. and I, I say, you know, take it, you know, listen to our opinions and then formulate your own opinion. Don't mm-hmm. just blind, blindly accept us. Uh, you know, formulate your own opinion on this. Read their comments. Read uh, the entire kind of dialogue there and and just try to kind of understand yourself, uh, the situation, and, and try to formulate something on your own because, you know, it, 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 it again, this is a really cute game, but the messaging behind it and, and what developers are saying about it, it just, it, it's a very, it kind of puts me off personally and, and it puts off a lot of people, but, you know, some people, they may still be on board. It, it's totally yeah. up to you. Uh, but it's an interesting kind of uh, look into video game PR and uh, why PR is so necessary in, in this space. Yeah, and I'm glad we had you as a PR perspective for this whole thing to sort of oh, yeah. give I that mean, insight. I, I don't do PR for video games often, but you can kind of surmise that, uh, yeah, this. <laughs> I think anybody <laughs> can kind of tell that it's pretty bad. Right, yeah. but but uh, you know it, you know it's all about the publics and and really reaching them and uh, not going against the grade in that sense because you you really don't want to accept the people that are going to buy your game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly what David said. We have our opinions. You should form yours by looking at all the information available. Uh, the developers have certainly made enough of it available through Discord. So <laughs> read up yeah. on it. See what you feel. And if you come to the conclusion that what they did was okay, that's okay to think that too. But you're not coming to my birthday party. So <gasps> consider that. All right. So, uh, David, where can people find you on Twitter and elsewhere? They can find me on Twitter at Xenocreator125. And you can find me writing articles on Keen Gamer. Very appropriate since this is the Keencast and Gamer Evolution. Fantastic. Tim, where can people find you and get more Tim? Well, if people didn't have their fill today, they can find me on Keen Gamer along with David, who also is there. Yeah. All right, great. And I am also on Keen Gamer. I I write there occasionally. You can find me on Twitter at Gingerbread. That's D-J-I-N-N-G-E-R underscore bread uh you can also i guess find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash flea gin and that's flea f-l-e-a gin d-j-i-n-n i like the word what can i say um and yeah that's where you can find me david tim thank you so much for uh sitting down with me today to talk about the, all these things and humoring me and thank you especially to everyone who decided to listen to us and we will, David and Tim will see you next week. I might not be here next week. Fingers crossed. I've made new enemies. Um, I, if the Ooblis developers come after me, I think I can. <laughs> I think I can take them. I think You're I'm okay an with army them. Of but, yeah. yeah, dude, you got to send out. an army. But, uh, they'll send an army of lump stumps <laughs> after you. <gasps> Uh-oh. Yeah, they'll they'll kill me with cuteness, but it's the yeah. it's the AAA developers I'm a little bit more worried about. They have the funding for mm-hmm. some dark stuff. Okay, so. Here's hoping my my next few weeks go well. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.